Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the doctor as he travels the vortex and landed episode number 153. And happy Thanksgiving. I'm Keith. <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Good. Happy Thanksgiving to you too. You know, one time I spent $2,000 locked in a $2,000. I spent 2,000 years locked in a Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> that was funnier before I screwed up. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> $2,000. You overpaid, Sean. I did. <laughs> it was a 28-pound Thanksgiving. Black Friday flashback. <laughs> it was a 28-pound Thanksgiving, but I don't know if it was worth $2,000. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? How was your Thanksgiving? None of us are Jewish, so we didn't we didn't celebrate Hanukkah on Thursday, the beginning of Hanukkah. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah. <laughs> that's, that's like the, it's the only time in our lifetime that it will happen, too. How was your Thanksgiving, Keith? It was a bad work. Spent most of the day working. Yeah, yeah. This was the first Thanksgiving in a long time that I've been off. So. How was yours? It was good. Went over to my folks and uh, had Thanksgiving dinner. And haven't in years past, I, I worked two to eleven. And so in years past, so if if my parents were here, most of the time my parents planned to go to Arkansas or Branson or other places and spend Thanksgiving because I mm-hmm. usually have to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year they were happy to stay. And so sometimes in in years past, if they do stay, my mom will make. Thanksgiving lunch, but then like we have to eat it at like eleven thirty, and so yeah. that I can get off to to work by two o'clock. Today is kind of nice. Or tonight, this year was kind of nice because we just kind of sat around and waited until dinner was done at two. <laughs> yeah, luckily, <laughs> <a> I'd eaten <laughs> a big breakfast in the morning, but uh, and then just gorged. And, and this was the first time I was able to lay down and take a nap after <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner. And only in America watch do some we, football. we celebrate Thanksgiving. At- Afternoon. In the afternoon. Uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Dinner. I never got that. My family um, always did two in the afternoon, also, which we, is why I never get to go. This year we didn't eat until seven. See, that's what th- dinner should be. Yeah. There were some grumpy people at my house. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it ain't ready yet? Well, I was just it. We, we we had shot for one and ended up eating it too. So. Uh, once. Yeah. Did you do any Black Friday shopping? No, not at all. No, How about no. Brown Thursday? No, didn't do any Brown Thursday. <laughs> it's not Brown Thursday. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Holly went out uh, to a couple of places Friday. She didn't go anywhere on Thursday. She went to a couple of places later on Friday because she knew that it was items that you know were just going to – they weren't like the doorbusters or grab-me items. Yeah. They were just things that were marked down, and they usually have a lot of them. And she got out and got there and – she got some pajamas for the kids. And- I was impressed. We went out to Walmart on Saturday just to go grocery shopping. I was impressed with how many DVDs and Blu-rays they still had. Still there? Yeah. yeah. It's because Batman the four bucks sucked. Who? Batman. Four bucks Blu-ray. Batman? Just Keaton? Make Keaton's. Uh, four bucks Blu-ray? Buster Keaton. Yeah. Buster, Buster Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't Batman know he didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> So you had a nice four-day weekend. I did. I was on Friday. I was on Saturday, Sunday. Um, Friday? No, we spent the day... Oh, I put uh, the outdoor decorations up on Friday. Um, Did we do anything else? I don't think so. It was a good day for it on Friday. Yeah, it was. Well, that was it. I was going to wait until Saturday, and I thought, nah, I don't know what kind of weather we're going to have on Saturday. So it was already nice, and I had some time, so I put them up. Uh, on Friday and then Saturday we put our indoor decorations up so we put our tree up and decorated it and put all our stuff up inside 
Oh, I forgot to tell you. this. Actually, we learned this last weekend as part of our Doctor Who celebrations, but Caitlin, Holly, and I sat down and learned the Doctor Who card game. Oh! And it is it. a lot of fun. Is it fun? Yeah. It's, it's a turn-based card game that's similar to TCGs because you have uh, basically defense and power and, and you're trying to take over locations um, that individual players have. But it's real basic, so I mean, it's not doesn't get real convoluted in a lot of the powers and special abilities. But it's got uh, locations, defense cards, attack cards, or enemy cards as they're called, support cards which do special mm-hmm. functions, and uh, you gain time points in order to spend those to to do power ups or get additional cards. And it's a lot of fun. We had we we've had a blast. In fact, we played twice last weekend, uh, Saturday night. We we sat down and finally powered through it and learned it. I played it a couple times that night, and then Sunday we played it again, and then Thursday night when we got home from my parents' house, we played it then, and then we played it Friday. Oh, nice! And then we didn't play anything last night. But tonight we broke out Star Flux because I'd bought that as well, huh. and played that, which is also Star Flux. It's Flux with space, space references, basically. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So it's like Monty Python Flux. Or zombie flux, or yeah. Wizard of Oz flux, or pirate flux, or <laughs> yeah. any of the variations. Yeah, they're all themed now. So yeah, this one just happens to have star, space, and time. There's a there's a oh. time traveler. What's and it? Is it named? Just time traveler. Just time traveler. No, just time traveler. Although he does have, he, it's just his profile, and he's got like a bowler hat, and he's holding a timepiece, <laughs> and he's come out of what looks well, like a grandfather space clock. Time. Yeah. I, I forgot to tell you guys the whole. The whole weekend of the 50th, Mel's on this big high day of the doctor and all this kind of stuff. And I kept saying, oh, we got to watch Adventure in Space in Time of Night. we got to watch Adventure in Space in Time of Night. And she just dreaded it. She didn't want to watch it, didn't want to watch it, didn't want to watch it. And I was like, what? What is your problem with not wanting to watch this? She goes, it's that community thing, right? Oh. <laughs> it took me a minute. I was like, Inspector Space? No, we're not watching Inspector Space. <laughs> I watched the first episode of Inspector like, Space. And it's not bad. Oh. So it's what again? And I explain it. And she's like, "Oh, I'll watch that." <laughs> I had no interest in expect space time. Well, she's only gotten the one reference so far. Yeah, that's so, true. That's they, true. We're not far we're, enough in. We only really. watched episode two of season three. Today, oh my gosh! So. Yeah. Get, you'll get some more. Yeah. Yeah, I really think that's what she thought I was all excited <laughs> about for the fifties. So. That was it. Watch football day today, and that was pretty much it. And migrated. Files. <laughs> Which, in fact, I've been doing that the last few days. But how was that? Uh, how was that Chiefs game today? Well, we lost. We were ahead for a good chunk of the game, and we blew it. <laughs> we had a chance to tie it up at the end and go into overtime, and we blew it. Anyway, what else? Like Herm Edwards was in charge again. <laughs> <laughs> Takes me back. That was it. That's all I did. What did you guys do? When saw the 50th on the big screen in 3D. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you guys didn't talk about that. <laughs> we didn't get to do that last week. Oh, it was so Yeah, I guess cool. we recorded right the day, night the, before the you night, guys yeah. went to that. So, um, Our theater wasn't full. I know Sean's was. Mine was packed full. Sold out. And what's cool, what was cool was the, before the showing, they, they had like a slideshow. And crowd noise for some reason of different trivia about the show, and then it starts with Strax giving theater etiquette, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know if it's popped up on YouTube, but it's pretty funny. 
No, I've been looking for it because I wanted to see. He really enjoys our uh, tradition of exploding small kernels (laughs) and eating them. And he takes a bite of one and you hear it scream. (laughs) And then there's a nice little bit about 3D with uh, Smith and Tenants. And then Hurt kind of shows up ominously at the end and then it starts. Because you're going to see it in 12D and somebody comes up. What do you mean 3D? What you, it's only 3D? That's kind of lame now, isn't it? It's moving slow by my standards. So he turns back to the crowd. It's in 3D! You should feel a privilege to know great this is going to be. It was a lot of fun. It was really well. But the Strax part was, you know, he's threatening people with his blaster for having their phones on and you know, recording it in all the theater. And they're like taped to chairs. And he's like, I'll deal with you in a moment. And then he goes back to the thing. It was, it was clever. It was really good. And I know the behind the lens, is that what it was called? The post making of, mm-hmm. narrated by Colin Baker, has surfaced on YouTube. Oh, it has. I, oh, okay. I saw that yeah. somewhere. And that was really nice, too. Uh, as far as the episode, great to see it in, on the big screen again. I was fairly impressed by as the As much lost di- dialogue? Not as much. Not as much. Not as, as much. We were trying to decide if, if the groups who, uh, who we saw it in the theater with had already seen it once, and so they were able to just sit back and enjoy you know, what it was. Because there didn't seem to be as much. I don't know about your theater. There was one guy who I I, I don't think had seen it yet because he was laughing quite a bit. Yeah. Quite loud. (laughs) Well, and it it depends, too, on the moment. Yeah. Uh, When Tom's voice, I still almost... I get chills still I, when know. I think of that. I just I still get chills. When, when Tom's voice rang out at the end, there were like three people that went... <gasps> I was like, oh, you didn't know, did you? <laughs> and then he showed up, and they were like... <gasps> so, I mean, it was it was obviously you know a big deal for some. Um, James sat with us. Oh, did he? And he brought his jelly babies and offered all of us a jelly baby. <laughs> he was like, I was so, I've always wanted to do this. So that was very cool. Did Drew find you guys when he came? Or? Uh, he didn't. I, he, he must was have there. shown up late because he he, we, we saw him outside in the lobby afterwards. Okay. I told him he, you guys were going to try and hold seats for him. I was like, okay. And that was the last I heard, so I don't know where, where he wound up. But James missed seeing Sarah, so we were saving the two seats, and then James sat like a row behind us. And then I showed up, and he was like, oh, I'll come down and sit with you guys. The 3D? Okay, so. Of all the things, like I'm looking at, I'm watching this, and I'm already, okay, this is going to look good in 3D. Oh, the painting is going to look good in 3D. All of the on stuff. Saturday, on Saturday. Yeah. All of the well, stuff that I yeah. thought was just going to be, I can't wait to see that in 3D. It was all right. I thought the painting was pretty impressive. The pain, I didn't think so, quite honestly. I yeah, thought they looked okay. more 3D not being in 3D. <laughs> like just well, not the, being in 3D. When large, the painting was in 3D. It was like, wow, that's really cool. Where but, you forget it's in 3D. Well, that's just it. I'm the, trying the, to decide. The heightened if, 3D parts are definitely the time war and Gallifrey. Yeah. I'm trying to decide if it's that laziness. That table cool like, do, really do, do 3D movies, do they throw the paintbrush at you right at the beginning to wow you and then just not bother with it quite so much? Or does your brain just become acclimated to it that you don't tell. see it? I, I, I think it's a little bit of both. But the opening with the helicopter flying the TARDIS over London. way more impressive. That was the best 3D I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. It was sweet. So they spent all their money there and went, oh, well, we better... We were slow down. We were not waiting for the yeah, big no, climax. Like, like I said, that looked amazing. Which the climax looked great too in three D. So thought. that's what they did. And yeah. then you know the <laughs> well, three D paintings. They spent all like, their money here Meh. and here, and said as long as we book end it, they'll be happy. <laughs> I mean, think about well, notice. Think, oh, think the, of the, 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 the inside of the A lot of it. Yeah, that was when she rides the motorcycle in, and then they the the man the control room looks cool in three D. It was 
which is what you... And then the shot of him sitting there and her in the background. Yeah. He's up closer and it was you, a, the depth is so much more. And this is the amazing thing because that looked so good. The, the 3D depth that just had such great depth to it. It's a round room. There's not a lot of depth. It's <laughs> it's a contained set. You know, that's it. Mm-hmm. But man, it looked great. But then some of the other stuff, like I said, I was really... Oh, I, eh. Even when he threw his fez at you? Well, that was See, I didn't. Of, I didn't think that. That was one of those moments that I thought was going to be. Oh, here's a 3D pokey in the eye. Yeah, kind of moment. I didn't, didn't get really it. Feel like it. I didn't oh, get it. Darn. So that was that was the only really? one that I really stuck out to me when what? I was watching it on Saturday. I was like, he throws the fans, and I thought, well, that'd be kind of cool in 3D, I guess. What stood out to me the most in the 3D, I think, was the ash on Gallifrey. Did you not? I didn't notice the ash. Yeah, ash, the, 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 I just that was falling. The, yeah, like almost almost snow, but not quite. Mm-hmm. It, it very much, I thought, benefited for the 3D. Oh. In, in fact, I noticed it in that viewing. I don't think I noticed it in previous ones. The actual burning of Gallifrey. Cool. But if, if you think about the story, too, not as much epic. It, it's epic in different ways in the middle as yeah. opposed to the beginning and the end. Well, when Matt It's said, epic for character yeah, aspects. Yeah, that's true. That's it's true. not epic visually in the middle. Well, and we were talking about this at work, too, with having just bookended this with watching The Five Doctors for a Friday Night Who. And for years and years and years and years, The Five Doctors is the pinnacle of multi-doctor stories. This is how you do it, and this is the way you do it right, and all that kind of stuff. And once again, watching... I'm going to be wrong. I love The Five Doctors. I will watch it any day of the week. But once again, watching it, I'm really stuck by the fact that there's only about five minutes of doctors on screen together yeah. doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest of it is just kind of, we're off running around having our own little ventures. Mm-hmm. Which, and, going back and rewatching Three Doctors, it's even more impressive because there's so much more two and three together right. yeah. than there is. But, but I mean, just how much more impressive is Day of the Doctor for doing that aspect of it? Doing and, the three and, off and three being aspect, I, yeah. really smart by not having a companion fest and let's focus mm-hmm. on the doctors yeah. and get them on screen together and do it right. So, while still advancing a plot. <laughs> so, I did laugh. There was a, at the beginning when they do the little intros and Matt's doing his, oh, we're going to watch it in 3D, and he points the Sonic at the screen and he does something, and then all of a sudden the image kind of blurs. And when it comes back, he's in 3D with the Sonic out here in your face. And there were like two people that were like, whoa! And I was like, you should get out more. <laughs> Apparently you've not been with the glasses now. They can do amazing things with the 3D work. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And um, it was just cool. I mean, some, really somebody, cool. Uh, uh, one of the guys that was in the theater, I, I know him. I don't know where I know him from. He's just kind of one of those people that I've seen around town. Well, he came dressed as Pertwee. He had this beautiful velvet coat. Ooh, wow. Um, I didn't notice many people dressed up in our, cost- or our theater. There were a, there were a couple of ten- uh, 11s. We had a lot of scarves, a lot of fezzes, a lot of 3D glasses, and, and, and uh, sand shoes. <laughs> um, well, of course, there were 3D glasses, but, you know. The, <laughs> the red and blue 3D yeah, glasses. Which they then took off to put the other ones on. But he, he commented... And uh, super 3D. Did you don't take over? <laughs> did you guys do the joke that super they had at the 3D. beginning? <laughs> Matt Smith's going on about there's a Zygon that's invaded the oh. audience, and he says, and they're here to kill you all. But don't worry, we ferreted out a plan. He says, if you've got your 3D glasses on now, turn and look at the person to your left, and then close one eye. If it turns black, it's because there is Zygon in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he made the comment it was like you know I had to come out had to go full up and everything like this and we stopped for a minute and it was like 
do you realize we <coughs> we're, we're leaving a movie theater and we just saw an episode of Doctor Who our show Doctor <laughs> Who in 3D in a movie theater and we just got to stop for a minute and just like wow yeah I mean that's there's an enormity of that I, I, I'm still blown away by that. It's just like the third time he said that. <laughs> now, now that he's actually done it, it's still there. It's still there. There are a lot of Next I'm, week, he's going to think back. And I, I, I saw he it. will. You know, two weeks ago, I went and saw Brendan and I have had a stroke. We're going to remember things together now. <laughs> but just, I'm a, I'm a, I have a lot of fandoms in, in, in my collective. And not all of them are 50 years old, but they're, they're starting to get up there. I mean, Star Trek's, what, 47 now? They're going to have a 50th anniversary. None of your memories should be 50 years old. No, my Sean. fandoms. Oh, fandoms. your fandoms. Okay. All right. <laughs> Um, but think about that. Think about this for just a minute. Star Trek's going to turn fifty in three years. They're not going to get a new episode. Oh, there might be a new movie by. Yeah, but that's not the same. <laughs> think about, I'm serious. I'm serious. Think about it. Doctor is fifty years old. What's and what, it's still what, going? What did that's we get? We didn't get the cover of Entertainment Weekly or TV Guide or a retrospective documentary. We got all that. Plus, here's a new episode. The thing is still on. Mm-hmm. That's just. Mind-boggling to me. I'm still riding that high. <laughs> what are we gonna do tonight? <laughs> I don't know. What are we doing tonight? Oh, uh, you guys do anything else this week? <laughs> I did a tweet along to the three doctors. That yeah, was fun. That was fun. Yeah, I mean, thanks for the advance warning on that. I'll let you know. It'll be sometime this week, and then I get home from work. We're doing it now. Uh, well, <laughs> hey, I commented oh, well. on Monday, and then decided that Tuesday would be it. Yeah. I, I kind of realized, wait, uh, Wednesday wouldn't work as well. <laughs> he copied you in the Facebook post. Yeah. I didn't get on Facebook much, <laughs> other than to rant about the misfortune I had with a piece of equipment that I'm still frustrated with. But that was later. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Well, it was because I wasn't on Facebook because I was doing all the pre-setup ah, for the... I see the, what you're yeah. your avid crash. <laughs> So the fiftieth was awesome, and we're not we're, we're not going to talk about the loss of thirty hours of editing work. We're just not going to discuss it. We're going to talk about the fiftieth and keep Sean in a happy mood. I also watched the Crotons. The Crotons. The Crotons. You did watch the Crotons. I, watch the Crotons. Yeah, I started watching the Invasion. Actually, I watched Mind Robber first because I was trying to do what you were doing, and then I started watching. Invasion. I uh, I think I enjoyed the Crotons more this time. I don't remember being very down on it last time, but I really enjoyed it this time. And there's a great documentary on that disc. I don't know if you've watched it, looking at Troughton's run as the Doctor and kind of going over. There was this story and this story and this story and talking about each one of them. Yet. It was really I interesting. Should, I should watch that. Yeah. I highly recommend it. And then uh, working the holidays. Are you look just now? I'm, I'm not. I'm not down on crotons at all. I like them in my salad. <laughs> Are, are, are you looking at it from the standpoint as, as we tend to do with especially the Patrick Troughton stories? Is it a good story, or is it just that because Patrick Troughton's in it and he's so enjoyable to watch that you don't really care? No, I, because I know I do that. Have, have I gloss you, over Troughton a lot. I just I like the, the man's Cro- amazing. I think the Crotons is a better story than the Dominators. Okay, fair enough. Just based off story. I still think I would that are way I better. Still, I still. <laughs> I still think that even after having revisited Dominators and enjoying it better the second yeah. time, I still. Well, think I think we all I think story. we all thought that originally it was the we we enjoyed Crotons, but we just. I, I'll let you know when I get them. there. I'm doing Keith's <laughs> path I might, here. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about doing Seeds of Death next. I'm, I haven't decided. 
I'm, I'm really behind on my show watching, so I need to. Get <laughs> <laughs> I, I put a bunch of normal shows on hold to watch all this stuff. Well, you got to catch that. those up now because some of those will go on hiatus well, for that December, January. True. So I'll just wait till my five day weekend next weekend. There you go. You got a five day weekend next week. Yes. How do you get a five day weekend? Using up my vacation days. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Saturday and no Friday night because I worked earlier shifts than I normally do. Sarah and I watched Life of Pi. And, and I really, I really liked it. It's a good movie. It was yeah. a beautiful film. Yeah. Sarah really liked it also. Um, I was going to say something about it, but I don't remember what. I, I'm interested to go read the book to see how they, if it, they did justice translating it. Yeah. And I don't know if the end was as ambiguous as you guys made it sound. What do you think? Yeah, well, <laughs> spoilers. I didn't think it was ambiguous. I think that that was the implication. They, they, but they I, I went with it the one way, and I think Sean. Which did okay? It which way more. did you go with it? Spoilers. It's it's the real story that he told about the animals being the symbols for all the things. I think it's what he finally breaks down and says. That's the truth. Yeah, the fantasy and, was and the fantasy was what he concocted in his mind in order to deal with the tragedy. No, there was totally a tiger in that boat and, and, a, and a, an island that was alive and ate people. <laughs> I agree with you, but I don't think I, I don't think that's the point of the movie or no, the, no, or, or, or the overall story. No, no, I don't which, either. I agree with which you. Which is what's that. what's great about it is not of a question of which really happened. There's more to it than that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah no, if you yeah. haven't seen it, you should go watch it. All right, but, right. No, I, I would agree with that, but that was the that was the. That was the, the debate out there as to which which, which story really was happened. was really happened. Oh, no. I, I came down on the side that yeah, that I, I like that they did leave you the option to choose. Although to me, it's definitely one way, <laughs> but it 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 doesn't matter which way actually happened. I don't think it's, it's one of those few films that man, I wish I'd have seen it in three D. See, I noticed some really weird aspect ratio stuff in this thing. You want, did you watch it on like DVD? The tiger being too big? No. Sometimes? No, no I mean, <laughs> literally, the aspect ratio of the film. Oh. Most of the time, it was full 16.9. Yeah. One time, it uh, went down further to more actual letterbox. Not letterbox. Uh, widescreen. And then at one time, it was 4.3. Uh, I don't think I ever noticed. Had there been something with the Blu-ray, so I don't know. Had had to be something with the translation. I wonder maybe if parts of it were shot in IMAX and required uh, a different scene or something. That's what I thought, but usually the IMAX fills the TV as opposed to being the standard film. Yeah. Did you see Hunger Games? No, I didn't. Uh, Did not. So can't talk about it. No, sorry. Okay, Keith. Well, I mean, here we are six months after the fact talking about Life of oh, Pi, finally. Well, six so. months I'll have seen Catching Well, that's, that's what I said. <laughs> By the time it comes out of the No, we plan to see it next weekend. They're waiting for another paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> We've got passes, but Caitlin wants to go. And I thought, you know what? We'll just wait another week. She's seen the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Several times. She watches it all the time. <laughs> well, now it's on Netflix, too. Do you hear the? Uh, We've got the D, the Blu-ray. I, right? I don't know what I don't know if we it's got any traction or not. Want to get the whole box set. There's a petition circulating to get uh, Cesar to host the Oscars, <laughs> <laughs> like in character with the. It's like yes, yes, bring it. I'm ready. Let's do it. That would be cool. We also went and picked up our Christmas tree. Did you? Our, our, cemet- our cemetery in the Christmas tree. 
like we did last year. The cemetery Christmas tree. Good. Yeah, we, it's funny. It we, wasn't we put our name down on right, the for the new listeners time. that haven't mainlined our show. <laughs> it was funny. He talked about this at shows tonight. Keith like, did not did break into or go not, to a well, graveyard or a cemetery late at night and cut down a tree no. because he's too cheap to go buy one at yes, a farm. Yes, he did. <laughs> at our, one of our local cemeteries, you can. They, they they prefer that you sign up in advance to get a free tree, and that's what we did. That's a nice. I see three to six foot. I think it's nicer than last year. I think it is nicer than last year. Fuller. I think so too. Last year's was a little skimpy. This one's fuller. Yeah. yeah. I mean, your tree looked fine last year. Don't get me wrong, but it, this I'm, is. This I'm is not like, going to complain either way. This one's like tree. filled out. Well, and remember last year you had to turn part of it to the back to the well, wall yeah. because it was really bare to still, but. Well, this is a nice big fat bushy tree. It, it helps it's, only, it's only six I, I, foot, but it's, yeah. I mean, it's a big fat bushy I think, tree. I think it also helps that. We actually we found out kind of last minute when we were near the tail end of them handing them out last year, and this year we were there at the, near the beginning because we knew in so advance this time. So you, you mentioned this during shows, and we were all like, well, you went to the cemetery and got a choice with the dead people thing? It wasn't until we came in and sat down here, and I looked over and saw the tree, and you said, there's our, cemetery, or there's our uh, funeral home tree, our yeah. cemetery tree. And then it finally clicked here. It's like, we did talk about this last year on the podcast. <laughs> I remember this now, but I had to be sitting here looking at it before that kicked in. Our local cemetery gives out free Christmas trees. I just think every once in a while, if I just walked by you and slapped you upside the head, you'd retain more. Couldn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might. Stand by well. the process. <laughs> might not hurt his memory, but it would hurt otherwise. <laughs> yeah, it might hurt his head. You guys do anything else? So we can I'm, pretty sure my, else? I'm pretty sure you can't hurt my head. Uh, no, I had an unfortunate accident with some editing through my uh, my homework, but I'm not going to talk about yeah, that. I'm going to say the 50th that. was awesome, right. and I'm excited. So, All right, well, let's move on then to news. Speaking of the 50th, it broke records and took in large amounts of money and Yay. had a high viewing numbers. Uh, took 4.8 million at the U.S. box office, and even higher in the U.K. Making on it Monday. number two in the U.S. New t- number two at the box office for, and that's limited screens. Behind yeah. Hunger Games. Yeah, that's that, limited screens, that's, guys. That's, that's impressive. That's, that's there were no official six, viewings in Wichita, the biggest, second biggest city in Kansas. 660 theaters across the country sold 320,000 tickets. I see when you break it down like that, it doesn't sound as impressive. No, it really doesn't. Well, when they're fifteen bucks a pop, that makes see that all that, that, that makes it sound chintzy. <laughs> I'd rather focus on the fact that it was four point eight million in the number two movie in America on Monday Night Behind Hunger Games, <laughs> and that was in addition to the live simulcast. We talked about the world record briefly last, last week. week yeah, yes, about how they broke a world record. To put this achievement, okay, to put this more into perspective, okay, get back to the grand scheme. <laughs> it's Doctor Who. It Are you kidding me? Doctor Who as, made four million dollars. It take it took in roughly in the one day as much as the Wizard of Oz in 3D did its entire run, and more than indie favorite. Much ado about nothing. Take and, that, Joss Whedon. The entire their their entire <laughs> and run. Wizard of Oz in 3D ran for a whole week. <laughs> <laughs> It really did. It was limited run, but but still, much, that's still much longer. <laughs> well, that's still impressive for a film that's you know thirty years old and much loved and first yeah. time in three D and Doctor Who still beat it numbers wise. It also broke a record for uh, BBC America. It was the it's, yeah, it's, it's now the BBC America's mo- number one view, highest number one viewed, highest viewed show. I'm trying to pull up that article now, and yet not in Britain. We're not. We just need to say that about it and good move on. I was going to be not the number one. No, the next Doctor still <laughs> well, this is, no, as it, number one as far as the as far as Doctor Who goes. Doctor Who but goes, it, yeah. it didn't even win its 
time slot, didn't it? Well, no, uh, okay. if you can't total viewing, was the one that no, got the most was, uh, in high, wasn't it? I thought it was Strictly Come Dancing or something. Whatever no, that no, I think it is. was I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, wasn't it? No. That wasn't that one. Okay, it, are you loading the page? It, I only <laughs> have the U.S. ratings. I don't know. Oh. It, it, it may have pulled ahead by now because they're including all those other ones, but actual time. Well, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't pre-recorded stuff yeah. either, too. Or rewatch. Yeah. Including the rewatch. Button, which they do. They do. Over. They do. Uh, and DVR, right? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, rewatch okay. is what they, they consider it over there. It was also a really big hit in Australia. <coughs> I'm trying to go back in the history to find the uh, U.S. rating. Yeah, yeah, I didn't strictly, want to talk about strict, strict <laughs> over. T- oh, well, if including the new figures, likely make it highest ranked show for the week, overtaking Strictly Come Dancing, which beat it in overnight figures. Oh, okay. So it was Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about numbers anyway, and we've gone way too long in this. So yay, good good numbers, Doctor Who. We love you. Moving on. And to all you people in England watching Strictly Come Dancing, what the? <laughs> <laughs> Some people like the show. It's true. Some people juggle geese. Did you guys get your <laughs> copy of uh, Doctor Who Legacy? Yes. That's next on. Or I should say Battle Bejeweled. Eh, not quite. It is. It's Bejeweled. It's, it's, it's taken me a little bit to get out of the mindset of Bejeweled. Is that the only... Well, and the nice it's, thing is you can move the jewels further. That's what's neat, <laughs> is you can take it across the board. Is that it, though? Is that all I'm going to do the whole time? I is use so. that? Okay. I I don't know. Kudos. I haven't gotten far enough. I, I, only, I love... Have you got the season six yet? Mm, are you still no, I think I'm season seven. seven. I think I'm... I'm still Yeah, I think I'm... How far seven. are you? I'm in season seven. Well, you just started. <laughs> Nightmare in Silver. Oops, excuse me. There it is. Let me see where I'm at. I think Nightmare and Silver is the one I finished up. Okay. So I'm I'm up to the snowman. Yeah, I haven't gotten that down. far back yet. Kind of. I, I have to say about this, kudos to them for doing a simple, lightweight game that you can do on your mobile phone. I think the problem is I think I'm going to get bored with this because yeah, it's really the same really... turn-based What's what What is kind of neat is aspect. I don't know how many characters you've unlocked. Is the uh, idea of swap, got, of using just some of your favorite characters? Unlocked. Yeah. And so there's the sound. See, <laughs> 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 anyway, see, I've got, I got River Rory, eleventh Doctor, obviously tenth Doctor. I think I've got Clara. I really shouldn't be going through the tutorial. Oh no, I have, I have eleven Vastra, eleven Vastra, oh, Rory, so ten, Vastra. and you don't have Jenny's. I just got Jenny. Jenny? You don't have Jenny? Oh, I do have Jenny. Jenny was this, that, that's what I'm missing. Is yeah. the other one you got um, Warwick Davis? Oh, I do have oh. uh, Porridge. Okay, yeah, that's his name. I'm trying to figure out where I'm at. Yeah, I'm still in season seven. It's a cool little fun game, I think. That Oh, I'm in uh, Dalek Paradox now, I think. Okay. So yeah, you're... so I've gotten all the way back to... Yeah, no, I'm no, I'm not. I'm in Santaran Disturbance, England, is what I'm. I'm in the middle of right now. So I've played. Let's see, one, two, three, after. four, five, six. So there's three. There's three Nightmare and Silvers. There's three Assault of the Daleks, and then there's Dalek Paradox, and then there's. And yet Santaran. you're still playing, so obviously you're not bored with it yet. Well, no, no, no. I didn't say <laughs> well, it was see, bored yet. <laughs> I just I said it's got the potential of boring me. Because that's that's the thing about it. I think is there are short little levels that you can just hop on, play a little bit. And they are, and I love the jewel. Don't get me wrong. With the, the, I think, 
I think I wanted a little more to it than that because I like the puzzle strategy combined with the RPG style of, of battle. But it's just going to be that over and over, over and over, over again. And, and it, no, no amount of cool plot is going to make up for the I fact that it's the same thing. I think there's some potential that there could be more to I'm it. This, I'm just on this two sides of this that I'm really ecstatic that they did this and it's free. But on the flip side of this, I can see the potential of me going, okay, I'll, I, I played this enough and I'll put it down and not probably ever finish it, which happens a lot with games for me, so, especially if they're redundant. They were there was redundant. another app I saw. Uh, I'd say that the, the characters are harder to defeat each time. I will give them that. Yeah. And so you have to come up with better combos and your, your strategy. And leveling and your up your characters are important, yeah. too. The puzzle area you have to really kind of think through, but... Still, it's it's the it's the redundancy. Really, of it. I'm okay. It was, let's be honest. If they're going to do a free game, it was going to be either this or a runner. Yeah, it's a bejeweled or a runner. That's yeah. all the free games that there are out there. There's very well, little the creativity be, in that. The next one will be Temple Run Doctor Who. And the best Doctor Who game ever, the Google Doodle. <laughs> the Google that was Doodle was fun. awesome. Yeah, that was a lot. I fun. saw somewhere. I can't find it on the Google Play Store now, but there is also supposed to be a one of those search and find, like Ooh. haunted mansion. Ooh. <laughs> really, I love those. But it's ninety nine cents. Oh, I'll buy it. <laughs> you buy it. Let us know how it is. Oh, yeah. I will. Because <laughs> I, I I've never bought an app, and I was tempted by that one. Ooh. But now I can I can never I can't I saw it on a website somewhere. I buy apps all the time, but that's because I usually have credit. So, and now I can't find it on the store. So, I don't know if it's. Ooh. I saw an article about Apple or, or what? Might have been OS. Let's see. Maybe Say what you see, I think. Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor Who. Say what you see is what it's called. Doctor Who. Say oh, what you I don't see. see it on the Apple Store. Oh. Say what you see. Let's say. say. Maybe I had to search my that uh, my son plays these. Say what you see. I played one for a while on. Uh, Doctor Who. Say what you see. It over might just pop up here. Fifty puzzles. Oh, it's two ninety nine. <laughs> oh, it's only ninety nine cents. <laughs> oh, on I, whoa! All right, I may not buy that one. I don't have that much credit. Over 150 Doctor Who puzzles, though. Wow. 150. That might be worth it. Mel loves those. Day of the Doctor broadcast sale this weekend only. Oh, I bet it was on sale last weekend. Oh. I bet it was 99 cents back then. Celebrate Doctor Who's 15. Oh, yeah, this says that too, series. but mine's still 99 cents. We all know that the only thing cooler than bow ties are Doctor Who's cryptic puzzle adventures. <laughs> oh, our Doctor Who cryptic picture puzzles. And we've created over 151 Ooh. for a Bob brand new game. Coming Christmas 2013, cool. Gallifrey. Take a trip to the home planet of the Time Lord and discover its secrets. Fun. I may have to buy. I may have to get that one. Two ninety nine. That's not too bad. Two ninety nine. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> I might have to look into this further. All right. Well, let's move on to the next bit of news that dropped this week, and that is speaking of Christmas. since we can rub it into Sean who. <laughs> Actually, you didn't say this in the podcast. You just said it in your post. That if you knew Mo- Moffat, actually, when you said Silent Night, it'll be called Silent Night. I thought, oh, that's like perfect. There's been fame. I mean, come on, Silent posters of that already. That's freaking awesome. I figured it was it was either Silent Night or Twelfth Night. Twelfth Night. I'd see. I'd seen other people. That, 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 those were the two that totally made the most sense. Silent but then Night once awesome. once we found out the silence, we're going to be back. It's like it's got to be Silent Night. You know, I think Moffat's on a not. theme. <laughs> he definitely is. Day, or was it name, name, night, day. Time. Time. <laughs> I can't wait for the first season premiere with Peter Capaldi, The Watch of the Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> the 
doctor's getting search more, of the doctor. The, I think is what it'll be. The doctor's <laughs> getting more things than Rassilon. <laughs> Maybe that's what all of next season will be: is him having to track down pieces of Rassilon items, accessories, so that he can find and where so he each put episode Gallifrey. title will be of Rassilon. I like it. <laughs> and all all of all these clues, all of these pieces lead to, lead to where he has misplaced Gallifrey. Yeah, because ultimately, if you think about there you it, go, Moffat. You're he welcome. saved Gallifrey. It stands, but I've misplaced it. I don't. He know doesn't know where it's at. <laughs> He's gonna have to search for it. The cufflinks like, of Rassilon. Oh, my keys. The cummerbund I put them somewhere. They are somewhere here. I'm going on a quest to find my oh, keys. My I saved him from, from an attack. It's like the key to time, only better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And maybe at the end of it, he'll assemble Rassilon. So <laughs> that's the goal. It's, it's like the action figures. The, the right angle of Rassilon. <laughs> <laughs> the right angle of Rassilon. Well, you remember you buy the action figure, you get all the parts to the K1 robot. So Yeah, you know, it's like that. We're going to get... Or to Thanos. I, there were some Marvel oh, yeah, figures yeah, they, that, that so, did that, yeah, too. We're going to assemble Rassilon at or the end of the season. Or the Pandorica, because they did that for the, the Who. Yeah, you get some of those. I had too. one. Yeah. Oh, one. On one side. <laughs> Didn't you have Goo, too, at one time the, from the Rebel Flesh? Yeah, Dried that came in all the action figures. Yeah. I think I still have one somewhere that's unopened. Unopened Goo. Flesh. I don't know where we went there. Um, time Anyways, of the Doctor, what do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, Time of the Doctor. Lame title. Yeah. <laughs> The, post, the poster's kind of cool. The poster does look cool. I really like that fan. I assume it was a fan-made poster. But here's the thing I don't get is that a fan must have seen this and then worked really, really hard, really, really diligently, really, really quickly to put out that fan-made one. Did you see the one I posted on Twitter? I don't think It's, I it's the Buster that. Keaton pose. It's Matt Smith hanging from that clock. Oh. How and then it says silence will fall. The, 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 the clock the, is just, at midnight. They, they were, the hands were differently. Oh. But this is what I... And I, it was fan-made, so I was like, oh, well, okay, but it was still cool. But then I looked at it as like it's like the same clock. It's the same coloring, the same snowfall. The same. I mean, it's not just like let's put Matt Smith in a Christmas picture. It's <laughs> really it looks got the same lighting as as the official one. So I was huh. like, huh? But apparently it's not. I thought real. that wouldn't take him too long to do. <laughs> I could zoom in, move the hand. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, we'll have Keith mock one up for our website then. And- yeah. You get right on that. I'll yeah. Have, I'll have that posted tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have that posted tomorrow because it won't take that long. <laughs> Make sure you say enhance a couple of times. When you're putting- <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just thought it was a cool picture, but yeah, I thought for sure it was going to be. Yeah. I'm not impressed with the title. Time of the Doctor. It's meaningless to the Doctor. Time is, yeah. But oh well. Well, this I'm, time- I'm kind of surprised he's back in his snowman getup. And is it just me, well, or are those it's pants Christmas. way more checkered than the last batch? Yeah, they are. are. They're very That's, Trouton-esque or Hart in the last yeah, pants. And I don't think they quite work with that coat. If we're going to go back on the wardrobe of the Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that should be an episode. That should be an episode channel. The wardrobe of Rassilon. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Rassilon's so mad. He stole the wardrobe of Rassilon. That's what's in the wardrobe room in the TARDIS. He took Rassilon's... Wardrobe. Type 40, and it had the <laughs> wardrobe in it. Uh, and there are silence in the picture. Are there? I hadn't kind of noticed. <laughs> and arms. See, when I do it, it's funny. When you do it, it's just obnoxious. <laughs> the difference it was is, funny when I did it, he doesn't do it on microphone. I was That's, the problem. That's the problem. I was laughing. <laughs> All right. But why? Let's anything, move on. Any, anything about the arms? You want to talk about those? No. 
And Weeping next, Angels. Minnesota. Yes. Okay. Moffat has talked about Minnesota in the future. I'm still waiting for my... Wow, I need more RAM. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christmas is coming. Maybe Christmas someone is will coming. get you more RAM. It's on my Amazon wish list, listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, has anybody put that meme together yet? Sean, Sean Bean, Christmas is coming. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised Sh- I haven't seen surely that. Surely somebody somewhere has done that. With, instead of a sword, a candy cane? Yeah. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Instead oh, of Christmas winter is coming. I don't get any of that. Someday. I Have you started the book yet? No, I haven't started the book yet. I'm Been almost too busy with doctors in now. Uh, Moffat recently has said, "Who has time to read when there's such goodness on my TV?" I find time. Well, you know, <laughs> you got about half as many kids as I do. Wait, no, no, you have zero as many kids <laughs> as I do. I mean, you don't have any kids. That's the clock from Hugo. It is the clock from Hugo. But it looks like the clock in the... In, in, in fact, that's no, the poster. I, know it's, the I, I understand poster. it's the Hugo poster. It doesn't look like the clock. If you read my post, it says gorgeous but erroneous. But I think it looks like that poster. It's the same coloring. It's the, the same, same coloring, but it's they not looked the right at clock. that one. Hey, that looks oh, like the whatever. Hugo poster. Anyway, I like it. It's a neat. It's a neat poster. Don't get me wrong. It's neat. It's I don't know. Matt the right clock. Matt's, Matt's kind of his proportions wrong. Fifty years of time and space. How come we've never had Doctor Who hanging off a clock before? That seems weird to me. Because time's it? irrelevant to the doctor. I just said that. <laughs> I just answered your question with your answer. Moffat on spin. Have your mini episodes popped up yet? Stephen Moffat has. This comes uh, from Doctor Who TV. Uh, to give credit where credit's due. Uh, oh, we haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Uh, has said he doesn't think it's likely that we'll get him again spinoff. Boo! But it could lead to more Minnesotes. He spoke Yay. to a, something called Flicks in the City and said, you know what's really important with Name of the Doctor? It's not that it was Paul McGann, brilliant as he was. It's that you had a bloody surprise. You knew, you know, back in the day we used to do those, and we'd like to do that again. I think this will usher in not so much a Paul McGann miniseries, but usher in more Minnesotes. And I think we should take them more seriously than we used to. Night was the first one where we actually said, let's make a high production value and let's give them a surprise. He teased, you can count on us doing something like that again, but we won't tell you when. I've actually told the BBC, if we do it again, we're doing it in Cardiff and we're not even telling you what we're doing. And we'll give it to you on the day. That won't happen, though. That's pretty bold. <laughs> it is bold. It won't happen, though. BBC I, will want it soon enough to be able to clear it so that they can get it on whatever next DVD needs to be on. Yeah, but if it's like so. early Series 8, that Series 8 DVD is going to be so far in advance that it could... It could they, he could do I think since they're deciding that they're going to split the series up again, they'll have... I didn't see that. There. I, didn't, I oh, thought yeah. they were running all no, next they're, they're talking now next autumn, Christmas in the middle, and... Uh, mm-hmm. The rest in the winter. I didn't see that. Year, I just saw so. next autumn. I'd, that's that's just the. It doesn't surprise me. You guys, you can do that, but that doesn't surprise me because that that's obviously where they were tailoring this to doing it this last time. That's that's what they wanted. There to were do. excuses for doing it they this want, time. It made sense. They want six. They they liked it. They want six in one year and six in another year. And and really, the splitting up of the DVDs makes sense this time. 
but did make sense. But I don't think they needed to do that either. No, it's just this trying time, to get more money yeah. out of it. There's but, milk but, and money. but you could justify it more with Series 7 than you could with Series 6. Splitting up the DVD Well, I, w- I would agree with that, yes. I would agree with that. If you're not a fan of the latter half, you can still have all your Amy and Rory stuff and call it good. That's true. I don't know why this had just occurred to me the other day. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just, just the other day? Just the other day. Uh, yeah, for you Clara haters. I'm not a Clara No, hater. you're both Clara haters. I'm, I like yeah, Clara. Yeah, no, you fun. both hate Clara. And we never <laughs> said such a thing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Have you been staring into silence for a while? <laughs> <laughs> have we met? <laughs> All right. Last well, we got some. This is the last. Uh, well, I guess we're going to put all this together. Yeah. So yeah, this is our last bit of uh, some it's kind of a theme here. Area con announcements. Um, and by area, I mean our area. Our area, <laughs> the, the Kansas Kansas City area, specifically Kansas City area. Uh, Crypticon Kansas City, which Sean went to last year uh, and had a good time. Yeah. That was the one where Tony Coran had to cancel, right? Yeah, unfortunately. But they booked another Doctor Who guest, Eric Roberts. So let's hope that they're... Let's uh, hope he doesn't cancel. Let's hope that their... Their, yes, history doesn't repeat repeat itself. itself. Yeah, Eric Roberts will be dressing for the occasion and coming to... I don't know if he'll be dressing for the occasion, but he'll be there. The master. Yes. And the three of us will probably be the only ones that go to get... A master signature. You don't even need to get a master signature now because you already have one. So. I got him and his wife. Yeah. <laughs> Twice. That's right. I forgot about his wife. Twice. <laughs> There's Wait. also other stuff you can get autographs of. What did you get oh. the second one for? Mel got one and I got oh, one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was before we integrated households and autographs. So, you know, she had to have one and I had to have one. Right. Although, for what I paid the master in autographs, I could have got a bumper. <laughs> <laughs> How much was his... He wanted a hundred bucks for that. No, no, no. I oh, knew what the, the bumper was. Yeah, How much did he uh, want for 30. the autograph then? Oh, 30. Okay. It's oh, not as bad as I thought it would be. That's no Billy D when we went up there and thought it was going to be 40 or uh, 50. Yeah. Well, he's no Billy I, D. I question this no, post a little not. bit from the stories we've heard. What? One of you a really, really nice, nice bad, bad guy. guy. From the stories, I'm not sure. He's I'm really sure he's nice. a lovely man and just caught him at the bad time on I a hope bad so. day. We'll find out when we interview him next year. I'm, yeah, right. <laughs> how much is that going to set us back? Set that goal. <laughs> oh, an interview? Well, that's $300. All right. And Planet Comic Con, we just found out. They'll have a lot more coming out uh, later, I hope. And we're hoping yes. some more Doctor Who goodness. But we do have a Doctor Who uh, connection for uh, Planet Comic Con, albeit a small one. Sean, who's going to be at Planet Comic Con? The Timey Wimey Puppet Show. Do you know anything about them? I, uh, I've seen them. They're funny. They, they were at, they the were at the, we were at. your celebration. <laughs> yes, they were at the 50th funny, thing. Right? And it's a funny show. It's a funny show. I don't know the guy's name off the top of my head because you threw this in my lap without letting me know you were going to throw it in my lap. <laughs> well, Mike uh, Horner. I don't have it pulled up. Thank you. Planetary puppeteer Mike Horner is traveling through time and space with a array of Doctor Who puppets. We'll be performing live as part of our panel programming. And will be available to meet fans with the, during the convention. We're hoping to get him on uh, one of our fan shows. Uh, that we're going to do soon after soon. the first of the year. Sometime. After the first of the year when things so, slow down a bit. That'll be also, fun. Lee Majors and Margot Kidder, not Doctor Who guests. Yeah. Hey, Lee Majors. And then there was a big <laughs> he was in Doctor Who gathering in Chicago this weekend. And from the pictures and the posts and everything online, it looks like a good time was had by all. Lots of doctors, yeah, lots of companions. Us. So yeah, jealous. Looks like a lot of fun. 
but we did have a representative there, and uh, Rachel will be submitting some feedback for us. Actually, she's going to do us a, a, a big favor. She's actually going to send us uh, some correspondence on it, and we're going to release that as a side trip because she's got a lot to say about Yay. Um, Yay, Chicago TARDIS. So expect the side trip to come shortly following this release of the podcast. And we thank you, Rachel, very, very much. Um, she got to talk to Daphne Ashbrook, who uh, was sad that we didn't get to come, but as were we. Alas, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alas, uh, I'm just you were sad as well. Oh, come on. Well, I, Sean and I. Well, Sean's met her three yeah, times. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Sean and I at least talked to her twice. I'm in like Flint. Yeah. <laughs> so. Daphne and I were like this. <laughs> I just. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying Daphne needs a lot of people. I could understand that she couldn't quite remember. Daphne remembers everybody. It's impressive that Daphne she can remember everyone she does. It's amazing. All right. Well, let's. But move thank on. you, Rachel. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you got to meet Dr. Phil and uh, the, some of the extended Vortex family. Yeah. Some uh, some other listeners she ran into out there as well. So. And anybody else want to send in stuff? We can read it off on the next podcast. Absolutely. Send an email. I'm hoping to hear from Dr. Phil because he was there as well. So. All right. Well, let's move on to feedback. First up, Mikhail says, okay, guys, I can usually find my own answers, but there is too many opinions out there on what number doctor we are on. Between the regenerations without body change statements and my personal thoughts on kill Hitler, did he gain some of what were left? And does uh, Moffat's last statement stand on Hurt not being named the doctor? And even that is conflicting with the credits stating he is. I don't know. Anyway, love the show. Been listening since the start. Went back to and started over. I've got a lot of uh, me time on a roller paving the roads. Have a, have, have a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, I'm glad we can keep you company while you're yes. on a roller paving the roads. So well, do we want to talk about the elephant in the room, Glenn? <laughs> do you want to talk about the regeneration number? <laughs> You went back uh, and rewatched the ass house. I did went back and rewatched it just just for fun, but um, I mean it's it's just there. They mention it there. Oh, that's it's, where it's set forth. So. That's that's where they started. Yeah, they continue exactly. it in the movie because they um, mention it there too. Well, it's mentioned several times throughout Doctor Who, but um, in fact, in the Five Doctors, they talk about granting the doc the master another set of regen- yeah. twelve regenerations. So. Um, as far as the numbering goes, here's here's where I got to come down on this is I will forever call Eccleston 9, uh, Tenet 10, and Smith 11. Because that's where it came down. I'm not renumbering my doctors for the sake of anybody else. And so if somebody says to me when I'm talking about Matt Smith and I say number 11 and they say, no, it's number 12, to heck with you because (laughs) my numbering stays the same. And I, I appreciate... Moffat giving us that opportunity to call Hertz Doctor the War Doctor. That's simply that's, a, that's a great way to fix it. Now, does that, that does that affect the regeneration number? No, it's that's that's a different entity because there actually is a regeneration in there. So we have to actually say that Matt Smith is the twelfth incarnation actually there's some debate now because Moffat is cryptically saying he's trolling that fandom is Handy what he's Doctor doing. actually counts as a regeneration even though the tenth doctor kind of shunted it off and but he used a full regeneration there. So what we're 
Unfortunately, I think that that Moffat is cleverly setting this up so that he can have the Doctor run out of regenerations, and ha- and because he has to go find Gallifrey, he's going to have to steal bodies. So my theory is <laughs> that Peter Capaldi, because he said he's going, that we've already seen uh, that he's going to relate it to Fires of Pompeii. I think he's going back to Pompeii because Peter Capaldi, the character, I can't remember what was his name in in, Peter's, in uh, Fires of Pompeii. Since he wasn't supposed to live anyway, the doctor's going to steal his body. Okay, he's going to do a master. He's going to steal his body because he's out of he's out of lives. He's got to keep going, and he's got to find Gallifrey. He's got that's that's the new thing. That's what we've set up. So the doctor is going to steal the body of this guy he met in Pompeii because he wasn't supposed to live anyway, right? Okay, and that's how he becomes the twelfth doctor. That's that's how it's going to work. I'm being facetious here because I'm really getting tired of talking about this because. Yes, it's it's fun for people to debate it, but I get frustrated because we're going to know in less than a month. Yeah. So why are we sitting here debating this, trying to figure out? Now, if if we weren't going to know for another 12 months, a year, something well, like that, we, we then I can see us sitting here and discussing it and postulating and speculating. But I think we should at least get past time of the doctor before we sit here and start going, trying to how count regenerations and how does this work and... I mean, it's, again, it's fun to speculate. That's, that's some people's prerogative, but uh, I don't care. Let's it's going to get answered if, here soon anyway. So. It, it, assuming Moffat's just trolling fandom and sparking debate because with Handy Doctor. Right. Capaldi just becomes 13. And so then by the, we don't have to worry about it until the end of his run. So there's still plenty of time to figure it out, regardless. Isn't it interesting that a show that realistically has no continuity... <laughs> Very low production values and oh, it's got con- con- contradicts itself at yeah, every it conceivable turn, <laughs> and we've drilled down to the point where we're obsessed with this kind of stuff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is one of the as the show's gone. It's one of the things that they've stuck with. They've always mentioned that's it. just it. I think that because we, we, they've we've played, had loose continuity, and this is something yeah, firm that con- we've got. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's exactly right, Keith. They've they've they've. Played hard and, and firm with this one. We've had continuity ish. <laughs> <laughs> Loose. I, I just think it's funny. I, I really do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm one of those fans. I'm as obsessed about it as anybody else. Glenn will tell you that's oh, why yeah. we continue to talk about it because Sean keeps bringing it up. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I think it's funny that we, we don't talk about the fact that, you know, if the chameleon circuit is stuck, why does the TARDIS physically change size over the years? Well, we don't talk about the fact that, you know, well, you said the Earth was destroyed by solar flares in this episode, but then it was destroyed by this and this <laughs> episode, but then it was destroyed by this and this episode. Which one of the destructions? Are, we don't talk about any of that. We retcon away. We fix things in our heads. We say, no, that's obviously how it happened, and we're fine with it. But the regeneration limit, oh, my God, what are we going to do? <laughs> I just think it's funny. It will be fixed for the sake of the show going on. So It definitely will. You don't think you'll ever, ever, ever firmly in your head go, John Hurt's nine? No, no, no. It'll be the ninth incarnation. But when I'm labeling them and talking about them, it, Eccleston's always the ninth doctor. Will it be 8.5? No, he's the war doctor. Like Shaka Doctor? He's Yeah, Shaka Doctor. Although Shaka Doctor is a whole different time stream. But it's a bit fuzzier yeah, there. Yeah, it's a little fuzzy. I was, still, I was still hoping when Moffat no, <laughs> threw that out there and said, you're all wrong, count the episodes. I was really hoping. Was <laughs> Shock Doctor, counts. 
He's going to fix well, it. Well, I was kind of hoping that that uh, since they actually had Richard E. Grant, who probably would have come back, he they could have showed yeah. him. I mean, that would have been well, have been wonderful. We still had this mystery regeneration between Shaka Doctor and and Eccleston's Doctor, but that would have been awesome. And he's like everybody would have went. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people would have been, who's that? Oh, my mind. We would have stood up in the theater and gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I called it. <laughs> it counts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just enough to get big finish. Ah, <laughs> oh, anyway. All right. Well, Mikhail, hopefully <laughs> we touched on that a little bit again. I, I guarantee we're going to be talking about this probably for another year because watch they won't answer anything they'll leave us on a big old huge cliffhanger in the Christmas will. special. When we get to that point, I'll revisit it and go. Okay, now we got to talk about these regenerations. Once, once, I'll once say we this, know what's going to happen. It's tied in with why the TARDIS exploded. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's going to be the end all be all. Of, you, you want to know how many regenerations the Doctor's gone? Get to the bottom of why the TARDIS exploded. You'll have your answer guaranteed. You know why the TARDIS exploded? Because he regenerated too many times. No. <laughs> because the fast return switch got stuck again and he didn't realize <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> it went back to the Big Bang. Back so that's why it exploded through all. Yeah. And created the universe as we Created the universe again. I think I wrote that story. <laughs> I think I read or I think I saw that story. I think it was Edge of Destruction. Almost. It wasn't Almost. Edge of Destruction when I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who's next, Keith? Up next is Lisa. Lisa. Lisa writes, feedback submitted. Comment question. Hello, travelers in the Vortex and their listeners. This is Lisa writing to share my adventures with the Doctor Who 50th anniversary. I went south to meet up with my twin sister to do Who in 3D on the big screen together. I did henna tattoos before I left, shared pictures on Twitter. Still have the henna tats today. Yeah, 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 must do for Christmas. <laughs> I did some henna on sister for the show. She wanted the, she wanted I heart the Doctor on her hand. I put Dalek dimples on the heart. <laughs> I call the bumps on Daleks Dalek dimples. I know, they're only dimples to the Daleks on the inside. <laughs> Personally, this getting together with family and friends is one of the things I enjoyed most about the 50th anniversary. The huge line at the theater in Napa was full of friends, mostly young people in high school, families, and overs. I think it's OVers. OVers, original viewers, like my sister and I. They filled two theaters, alternating between the two for seating, which was wonderful. We told people in the wrong line they were in the wrong line. They assumed the line was for Hunger Games and wondered why people were dressed up. Hello. In the wrong costume. It's Doctor Who. The little kids at the show were well-behaved. Sister and I had a blast and enjoyed the episode movie very much. We attempted and somewhat succeeded in hooking the computer up to the TV in the hotel and watching Who, the Five-ish Doctors reboot, The Puppet Doctor, now that was an adventure. I don't think I saw the puppet doctor. I don't think I did either. I missed the t- puppet doctor, doctor myself. Two middle-aged women with an HDMI cable. How difficult could this be? <laughs> <laughs> the five-ish doctor reboot is last from start to finish. The writing was absolutely brilliant. The direction was five stars. And the acting, well, who knew? <laughs> My favorite line was when Peter Davidson said, Oh, get your priorities straight, Sylvester. This isn't a flash-in-the-pan $500 million motion picture. This is important. <laughs> pure gold. <laughs> Inside the TARDIS was some of the best dialogue of the whole movie. They mentioned the horrible lighting and loving the wobble. Too funny. Serious about what they're doing, but not taking themselves too seriously. Absolutely delightful. Hopefully, we will see more work from Mr. Davidson. And finally, an adventure in space and time. Just lovely. 
Well written, acted, and directed, it felt like my childhood. I was a child in the 60s. The cars, the chrome, the really big hair. Can't say how much I enjoyed this movie, and you can tell just how much everyone making it cared. For all the fun and lightness of the anniversary episode, we know the Christmas special is going to be less so. It just has to be. Take care, everyone. Live larger, dream bigger. And if you don't know what to give someone for the holidays, consider a donation in their name to your local food bank. Demand is up. Do the cuts and snap. Or maybe give the gift of sight via a group like SEVA or donate to your local ASPCA or others. They will be grateful, and your friend or loved one won't ever to dust off your gift. Lisa. Good suggestion, Lisa. Yeah. I'm glad you had fun. It sounds like quite an adventure for you ladies. Keith's good at HDMI cables. If you ever have any questions, you can reach him at Keith at TravelingVortex.com. Send him my way. I'll help you out. He'll help you out. Up next is Daryl. Daryl writes. Excuse me. (laughs) For Twitter handle, he wrote, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Vortexians. Well, I'm exhausted. Considering that we had little who leading up to October of this year, I am pleasantly surprised uh, at the result. Name of the Doctor was, uh, excuse me, I think he means Night. Night of the Doctor was a complete surprise. I somehow missed the spoilery article titles and let out a holler at work during my lunch when McGann popped up. An adventure in space and time was great. Gaddis did a great job fitting everything in the show in a mere 90 minutes. Yes, important people behind and front of the scenes were omitted, but this wasn't a documentary, it was a drama, and it pulled it off. By the way, in addition to William Russell, Gene Marsh, and Annika Wills in the special, did you catch Mark Edwin, Marco Polo, as uh, Donald Beaverstock? Toby Hadok as the racist bartender. I had forgotten that I, I did notice him when we were talking about last week, and I forgot. Caroline Ford as the mom hollering for the children in the streets, which I think we did bring up. Nick Briggs as the voice of the Daleks. Sorry, I forgot the original man's name. There may be more, but not sure. It was a tearjerker and a must-own. Oh, it's not available to buy in the U.S. Either is Enemy of the World DVD that is now out in the U.K. Oh, what's going on with that? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I forgot that I I, re, I watched that behind the scenes that uh, aired with it, and they kind of they talked to everybody that had the cameos. So it was that was kind of a nice, cameos. yeah, to see. And they talked about they showed the picture of uh, the guy who played Marco Polo and from then, and then him on the show, and so that was pretty neat. Very cool. Uh, Day of the Doctor Went to my brother's house in Columbia, Missouri To see both specials on his massive 60-inch plasma HD TV A-A-I-S-A-T Was great An adventure in time Ah, It took me a bit when I read it I was like, what? Oh, I know An adventure in space and time was great But his TV crapped out Friday night after the special And a night of Xbox One gaming (laughs) I thought it was a joke But no we brought in his smaller 32-inch flat screen to the living room to watch the 50th. I know, boo-hoo. <laughs> Going from a wall-sized TV to a 32-inch is a bit jarring, but considering I don't have cable TV at home, I was just happy to see it all live. The episode was really good. Could have been terrible, but this was meant to cater to fans as well as the general public, so I was happy. From what I heard, Eccleston was meant to be in the episode, but backed out. His flourishing career couldn't fit it in. Moffat had to do a rewrite, hence the strange war doctor. Could have easily have been Eccleston with a bit of timey-wimey writing. If you remember, the filming of the episode was delayed two weeks. I bet due to his backing out. Moffat has made hints at the recent... 
at the recent convention to Matt Smith that he will not turn down an invitation to appear in the future anniversary, in a future anniversary. <laughs> a pretty bold jab at the whole Eccleston snub. Oh, well, still a good episode. I did get tickets for a 3D screening in St. Louis on Monday, Monday and thought the 3D was really good. Better than I thought it would be. The making of special at the end was really good, too. I also answered a trivia question before the show started and won one of the Troughton Missing Episode DWM specials. Oh. The question was, which former doctor's son was in Midnight? David Troughton. I already had it, so I gave it to a buddy and I went to see it, who I went to see it with. And finally, the Five-ish reboot. It was awesome. I was rolling through the, during the whole thing, especially John Barrowman's straight family. <laughs> uh, this was the... <clears throat> this was the... Oh, this was the way to do it, as the general public really doesn't care about that sort of stuff. Fine by me. Overall, a great week of who? Really... Fr- Oh, ready for a potential Marco Polo recovery reveal soon, and hopefully a whole lot more. Ready for all this stuff to be available on DVD in the U.S. Enemy Web, Five-ish Doctors, Adventures in Space and Time, which we have no really states on. I hope they include the Five-ish Doctors on the Day of the Doctor. I hope they do too. I I can't imagine they would release that separately. But I'd be surprised if it got a DVD release. Honestly, maybe it'll be any streak. That would be cool. And finally, finally. I hope the rumor of Series 8 only being 12 episodes spread out between the fall next year and the spring of 2015 and a Christmas special wedged in between is bogus. I'm tired of these half-seasons broken up over multiple years. Doctor Who is the BBC Worldwide's biggest moneymaker, but it, it only is if you make programs and sell them abroad. Six a year won't cut it. Why neuter the show? Makes no sense. Okay, I'm done, Brenda. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm done. Brenda, I hope you get better and stay healthy. Everyone join Glenn, Brittany, and I on Quiz Up iPhone game and conquer the world in Doctor Who. Brittany is in is top in New Mexico and I'm top in Missouri. And I can't manage to get top in Kansas, dang it. Who's got top? <clears throat> I don't know. It doesn't show. It just it just shows when you get the top in your state. So. You have to have an iPhone for this game? I think you do. Well good luck. Fun game, look <laughs> have it fun. up. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving and or slash anniversary and have a great new year. Daryl from St. Louis. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you, Daryl. I'm glad you had a, a great anniversary celebration. Yes. Sounds like a lot of fun. This is my other listener, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why. I just went to... I, yeah. Okay. Speaking of Brenda, she's up next. Slap me upside the head. She says, I'm not a space buffalo. <laughs> Dear Vortex Gang, thanks to everyone in our Vortex family who sent me healing thoughts and good wishes after last week's feedback. I'm doing great, aided, I'm sure, by a few repeat viewings of my favorite 50th anniversary shows. Most especially Day of the Doctor, Adventures in Space and Time, and the Five-ish Doctors reboot. And, Sean, you had me snort laughing with your space buffalo comments. (laughs) I am to please. Didn't we have a great anniversary party? Moffat promised that we would have loads of content to celebrate the anniversary, and he and the BBC and... Big Finish, and Doctor Who Magazine, and many websites and other outlets certainly delivered. And in the glow of all this wonderful anniversary content, an interesting parallel occurred to me. We have focused a lot of recent months on the girl who was born to save the Doctor, and she certainly did that in the day of the Doctor. But in a real way, Doctor Who has saved a few people as well. William Hartnell was transformed by becoming the Doctor. 
He found a new purpose as the hero of millions of children, reinvigorating his family relationship as well. Tom Baker has talked of how his life was at a low point when he became the doctor, and how the show has been one of the best things that's ever happened to him. And just think of all the kids and kids at heart who found something that resonated with them with Doctor Who, even when they may have felt it didn't fit in with the mainstream. They didn't fit in. They didn't fit in the mainstream. Maybe this is a bit of a stretch, but I can't let go of the happy feelings that washed over me last week, so I found myself waxing philosophical. That's that's a great parallel. Brenda, even families that have formed because of it. I mean, look at David and Georgia. And even Sarah and I, be partially because of Doctor Who. Oh, I have feels again. <laughs> I, I, I like the parallel you're using with you and Sarah, but I think David more. and Moore, Georgia were more of a I mean, anomaly. Yeah, <laughs> more they, of an they anomaly didn't on the set. No, they certainly did. Doctor Who had to do with it, but I just that's. I don't know. I don't know. It's just that it totally brought them together. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, enough emotional drivel from me for now. I look forward to hearing your reports on the 3D Day of the Doctor experience. I'm still looking looking for Behind the Lens featurette online, but it appears to be blocked still for this country. Uh, Maybe I saw a UK version. I didn't watch the video, that's why. Um, I may have to wait for the DVD... Hopefully it'll be on the disc. Until then, I'm sure I'll continue to revisit my favorite moments of the anniversary shows, and I look forward, and I'll both look forward to and dread Christmas Day. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and have a great week. Brenda and Atlanta. Why are you dreading Christmas? I'm dreading Christmas. Why are you dreading Christmas? Uh, I wonder. (laughs) What's... What's Luckily, what was Christmas special? Dread? We get more Doctor Who. Yeah, it'll ruin Christmas. No, the best part of it is the fact that we get Peter Capaldi. No, that's, Capaldi. that's, that's going to ruin. That's going to ruin Christmas. Oh, it's Capaldi. Capaldi. Yeah, they pronounce it Capaldi. The hell, Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Capaldi. It's going to ruin Christmas. No, Peter Capaldi. It's the best part. No, yes. he is going to mope. He will. It's he will. Awesome. He, he's going to already have a dislike for Capaldi's doctor because, because he replaced Matt Smith. Yeah, just like you had a distaste for Peter Davison. So that's right. Not me. Are, I'm are excited. You, are you going to dress in all black? Bring them on. I might. Bring them on. More than normal. More than more than I normally do. <laughs> this normal black. Maybe I'll paint, my, I'll paint my fingernails and put on mascara and go all emo. Black lipstick. You, you, you should cosplay as Madame Vastra. <laughs> Ironically, so far, going into the Christmas season, I'm more in the Christmas spirit than Sarah is. That's weird. I think it's because she's working retail. Because uh, she's generally a more she, pleasant she, person. She's more... I mean, uh, <laughs> generally. I... <laughs> Helps that I think it also helps that I know I'm having Christmas off. Ah, so that, that 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 helps get me in the Christmas spirit. And really, I've got to do something to lift my spirits heading into Christmas. So I might as well focus on the Christmas spirit as opposed to the Christmas doom. It's all good until Christmas evening. So you yeah, just keep, uh, keep that uplifted feeling until Christmas I'll, I'll come home and ball my eyes out. <laughs> the boss made the announcement. He says we're going to Christmas music at work, and we all went. Really. Yeah, okay. 
And I kept telling myself, okay, he keeps saying that it's different Christmas music than what you hear on the radio, and it's, 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 it's good Christmas music. It's not just that four, same four songs you hear all the time, Christmas music. Okay. Nothing wrong with At the same four songs all the time. Shut up, Chris. No. <laughs> You still like the Muppet Christmas CD. Uh, so I'm, I'm telling myself, I'm psyching myself up for this, going, you can do this, Collins. You you can do this. You know, it's only your 20th Christmas. You can do this. <laughs> and not, not You so, only had 20 Christmas? In retail. Oh, oh. Not oh, consecutively, oh. but, they, you know, you can do this. You can do this. And then it's not even a full month because we don't start until, you know, Black Friday. Which is nice. And then we go to Christmas and that's it. So it's not even like it's been, you know, plus you're going to have days off. So you won't get it. You can do it. I lasted Friday and Saturday. And I got to work today and was like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say this because I know Matt doesn't listen to the podcast. Even though it's an official mandate, I did not listen to Christmas music today. <laughs> I couldn't do it. And the crew came in and they looked at me and they said, are, you, are we listening to Christmas music? And I said, if anybody asks, yes. <laughs> All music is Christmas music in the Christmas season. You know what's amazing? The crew today was in such a better mood. (laughs) You know what? I bet customers were too. You guys are such Ebenezers. No, it hasn't. You're such an Ebenezer. Actually, you're Ebenezer, you're Grinch. Humbug. Yeah, because by by Christmas, my heart grows. No, I'd be Grinch. That's Grinch. I learned the the lesson of Christmas by, yeah, yeah, by the time. Quit being so miserly. Yes. <laughs> I, wait, I just can't help it if you're Cindy Lou Who. That's oh, the problem. Yeah. There's nothing better than Christmas Times time. Five. I love yeah. Christmas time. Of course, you guys know I started Christmas a month ago. So. <laughs> yes, you're one of those people. I, I, I did refrain it, from putting it, it decorations earlier, up until this week. It was yeah. earlier this week I had to yell at him and a reporter for singing Christmas songs and it wasn't Thanksgiving yet. You yelled at me for singing. Christmas? I yelled at both of you. I said, "Stop it! It's not Christmas." Oh, yet. that's right, you did. No, I, I, yeah, that's yeah, right. I did put my tree up on Thanksgiving, but that's because I was off, and I knew it was the day that I had to get it done. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and Your tree I was great, by the waiting way. for my computer to finish importing footage. <laughs> 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 get to. So you know, I had to do something. I'll put the tree up. <laughs> Thank you for the great tree. Did you see the pictures? Mm-hmm. I did. Right. Yeah, I was expecting everybody to come over for Friday Night Who and go, ooh, ah, bask in the glow of my <laughs> That'll be this week because I own Tenth Planet. Yeah, you're going to have to be here for Tenth Planet. I'll be there too. I don't. I didn't pick it up. So. It'll be a full house. Good. All right. Next up is Chrissy. Chrissy. Brenda, I'm glad you're feeling better. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Chrissy writes, sweetness and light. Aww. Dear Vortex Boys, now that we've had a week to process the whole 50th anniversary celebrations, one thing I've appreciated about the whole year is how comprehensive it's been. A lot of people focused on the actual anniversary special, the Day of the Doctor, and everyone had their little wish list of what they wanted. Classic doctors, returning companions, returning monsters, etc. But what I love about how things actually played out was that we had smaller pieces paying tribute to all these little aspects of Doctor Who. An adventure in space and time paid tribute to the very beginning. The day the Doctor looked forward to the future, while also filling in some of the empty spaces. The Five-ish Doctor's reboot celebrated the heart and humor of the show and the fandom. We've had Prisoners of Time and Destiny of the Doctor to represent the comics and audio, and of course Big Finish had the light at the end, which was basically the traditional multi-Doctor story that a lot of people expected the day of the Doctor to be. I loved the light at the end. 
I loved how it was released as well, unexpectedly, a month early. I love that we got time to listen to it and process it and enjoy it on its own while waiting for November 23rd to come around. It basically kicked off the huge month-long lead-up to the bigger offerings of the Day of the Doctor. I had so much fun with the extra time, and I was glad I got that. The story of the light at the end itself is kind of thin, but that's just fine for a huge multi-Doctor story. It's a simple story that lends itself well for all the personalities and characters involved. I bought the limited edition download version with all the behind-the-scenes stuff, and something that kept coming up over and over was how difficult it is to write multi-Doctor stories, and how challenging it can be to give everyone a reason to be there. But the general feeling among everyone, from Nick Briggs writing it to the cast who were in it, however briefly, was that it was good and appropriate that something like this be done with as much fanfare and celebration as possible. Probably my favorite scene is the part where Charlie gets lost in the TARDIS, and she starts seeing and hearing all of the Doctor's past companions. I absolutely loved hearing all those names and voices that have been part of Doctor's history for the past 50 years. It's really neat when a current companion gets a glimpse of ones who've come before. Well, Charlie is obviously meant to be the most current companion in this. The other line that I thought was wonderful was when Sixth and Perry and Seventh and Ace, or when Sixth and Perry see Seven and Ace. Six explains that Seven is a future version of me. Perry sees Ace and says, and that's a future version of me. Yeah, it's tongue-in-cheek, and really surprising when it's Perry that delivers the little quip, but I think it's neat, and it's just a nice nod to overall continuity. But there's, uh, where do I go? There's not just one Doctor that is the Doctor in the story. All of them seem to be the present incarnation of the Doctor, just looking into his past and future. Everyone gets a good chunk of the action, and in the end, they all become each other's companions. I love the symmetry of the fourth Doctor and the eighth Doctor teaming up at the beginning. Leela reacting to Charlie's name is so good. And the fourth Doctor is so sweet to her, even though she's not his companion yet. Neither Doctor has to be the center of the action. They're both the same person working together. Same goes for when six and seven team up. Though I have to say, I am pleased that the fifth Doctor got his own little plot line with Nissa and Bob Dovey. It was like they had their own little episode to themselves, which I was happy with. Raise your hand if this surprises you. (laughs) And I love, 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 love how they made the first, second, and third Doctors part of the story as well. Yes, there was some technical wizardry and some plot-directed hand-waving to make it uh, believable, but it was good to have their voices there as such, interacting with the other Doctors to stop the Master. Any reason to have William Russell play the first Doctor and Fraser Hines play the second Doctor is perfectly fine by me. And the guy who played the third Doctor was pretty good, too. I did like the big, exciting theme tune they put together for this, but I think I liked the ending even more. After this whole big, wild adventure, it was nice to have all the Doctors check in on Bob Dovey and slowly have them all shepherded back to their respective companions, back to the TARDIS. Even a mention of Sarah Jane. That got the feelings going. (laughs) But what was even nicer was to have the original Hartner-era theme song playing underneath it and to have that be the closing credit sequence, as it were. It's a neat little nod to the fact that the timeline has sorted themselves out and things were back to normal. Well, as normal as life's ever going to be with the Doctor. The light at the end was just so much fun and a nice little way for Big Finish to add to the 50th anniversary celebrations. It was a fun reunion of the Doctors and Companions, and it's nothing more than that. Oh, I'm sure critics in fandom elite circles will try and dissect and parse out if this was a good story in terms of literary critique and all that crap. But it was meant to be a fun celebratory romp. And that's exactly what we got. We got all the classic Doctors with a bunch of their companions and a brilliant big finish story. I enjoyed it immensely, and I can ask no more than that. Until next week, Chrissy. P.S. I I realize I never said anything about the five-ish Doctors last week. 
but it's hard to review something that is essentially a Monty Python-esque comedy sketch. I laughed nonstop for 30 minutes. I love that everyone involved seemed to have such a good time doing it. I love that Peter Davison, Colin Baker, and Sylvester McCoy could poke fun at themselves and do it in such a way that you never know they're just having fun and you're allowed to have fun with it as well. And do it in such a way that you know they're just having fun with it. I'm glad that it came out after The Day of the Doctor because I needed something lighthearted and silly right then. It was a nice little palate cleanser after all the heavy storytelling of the past couple days and something I really appreciated. I hope they put it on the DVD as a bonus feature. Thank you, Chrissy. Chrissy, I don't know that I can review Light at the End any better than you did. <laughs> I think I might be done now. <laughs> I'm just going to sit quietly in the corner for the rest of the show. Well, we have one more bit of feedback. From Holly, Holly writes, The Light at the End. Hey, guys, I hope that everyone who celebrated Thanksgiving had a great holiday, and those that didn't, I hope they had a great Thursday and Friday. <laughs> don't worry, I'm still living in Wisconsin. Just thought I'd shorten my closing up and just put my name. If I'd be moving, I'd be sure to let you know. Wow. This was an awesome audio. I love the redone opening theme. There were so many things to squee and hop up and down about. We get flashing lights galore with each of the doctors. I loved Ace's comment about doctors one through six and eight. So Ace. <coughs> so Ace. <laughs> and of course, the Celestial Intervention Agency just has to show up. Meddlers and face palming when the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> don't even know what kind of weapon the master made off with. Was anybody here that didn't do that when we were listening to it? Just physically. <laughs> Mel and I were sitting down and listening to this thing. Oh, uh, let me let him pick one out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> the sixth doctor had every right to give them what for. And it was so good that it was him, too. Yeah, it had to be him. Like I think I said before, the CIA, CIA needs a better vetting process for their agents. <laughs> Plus, Strax is thinking that it was a good idea to make a deal with the doctor or with the master to stop the vest. Has Straxus read up on anything about the master? <laughs> the end scene with the eighth doctor, Charlie and Bob Dovey. Was it Dovey? Do- it's Dovey. Do- okay, that's Do- right. Yeah, you said Dovey, and I thought maybe that was right. But yeah, Dovey had me chuckling. I could visualize the Eighth Doctor and Charlie slowly black backing away from the doorstep the further they got into the end of their conversation <laughs> with Bob. It was a real nice touch that we also got to hear the first through third Doctor's voices as well. I'll wrap it up here. Looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on this audio story. Holly. With between her, between Chrissy's and Holly's, there's my review. <laughs> I only have a couple additional thoughts on it, really. Me too. So <laughs> let's start. November twenty third, nineteen sixty three, proves to be a significant day in the night in the lives of all eight doctors. It's a day that Bob Dovey's life is ripped apart. It's also a day that sets in motion catastrophic chain of events, which forces the first eight incarnations of the Doctor to fight for their very existence as a mysterious, insidious chaos unfolds within the TARDIS. The barriers of time break apart. From suburban England through war-toward alien landscapes into a deadly artificial dimension, all these Doctors and their companions must struggle against the power of an unfathomable alien technology. From the very beginning, it's clear that the Master is somehow involved. By the end, for the Doctors, there may be only darkness. Dun, dun, dun! I quite enjoyed this story. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why you were squeeing so much yeah, over, just, over listening to it. There was just... It, it, there was, it, 
That's what it boils down to, though, is this story is fan service. And I must have heard more of the making of documentary than I remembered. Because I do remember Nicholas Briggs talking about how difficult it is to write <laughs> a multi-doctor story. And he didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. And that when he sat down and he fleshed it out and he realized what it needed to be. And ultimately, I think he did a superb he did job a with it. a great job of it. Because what it comes down to is it really is reminiscent of The Five Doctors. There's not a lot going on story-wise with this. But it's built on the foundation really, of a nice, even... The story, I think, makes more sense than The Five Doctors Oh, does. I think it certainly does. I, I, I and, think there, there aren't any big plot holes in the story. Right. What, what he did is he made a nice bed of a story yeah. that he could just place the doctors in and, and have a foundation that didn't have holes or drop out or have you have questions. What he did is he kept the base story of this very simple... And what he did is he wrote the relationships is yeah. what he did well here. Agreed. He molded each. The interactions. Yeah, the interactions. First of all, the, each respective doctor with their companions. He captured that perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately. And, 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 then, and, a and lot then of that, taking those companions away. So it became become a big yes. companion arc too. Exactly. And so that's what I, I thought it was well as, as taking them away halfway through. But also uh, pair, the pairings that he did were fantastic. I love that he paired the eighth doctor and the fourth doctor together. Yeah, that was I agree great the arc. symmetry there was beautiful. And then it and was kind of Sirens of Time again. It really was kind of. And, and it worked really well. I mean, it just it it really worked really well. I wonder how much of that was done from a, we know it worked in Sirens of Time, that these three have really good chemistry, five, six, and seven, that we enjoyed the, the interplay I, that, I, that they had together. And not that we don't want to include four and eight, but just that we, we know we want to capture that. Well, it's so interesting. It starts with eight, and then it's four. And then they're gone while we get introduced to five, six, and seven mm-hmm. of what they're going on in the second story. Well, I think so. I, it's so it's like they split them up very well evenly. I think it was. I think it was structurally a nice nod to the fact that five, six, and seven were the ones that really kind of started this big finish thing, and it, yes. and it, it was like they put them together. And eight always had his own thing to do, and four, four always had his has thing his to do thing. on the bookends of that. And I think that's the symmetry that I found was yeah. really nice. And I don't even think it was so much that, that Nicholas said, well, these guys, you know, they always do well together when we put them together. I think it was more of a just a... Well, a, a I don't want to say it was in, this, in the behind-the-scenes... nod to it. It was either in... I think it was in the behind-the-scenes of they wanted to kind of pay tribute to what's come before in Big Finish yes, more yes, than anything yes. else. And I think that that's... They, they wanted to pay tribute to Doctor Who, but they they more focusedly wanted to pay fin- pay tribute to what's come before in Big Finish. Yes. No, I, I would and agree as, with and that. The, like, including the Companion Chronicles in that also. Right, right. Which made sense. Yes. Um... I love the, as we called it, the technical wizardry <laughs> that, that, that they did with the past doctors by not oh. making them always physically there, but being by, by ghosts in themselves. Land. But it's like it was like, yeah, exactly. We were we were looking in on another story that's going on with them trying to, you know, join up or land themselves. But it works so well in the sense that you have. Two wonderful voice actors that can do their doctors oh. with, with and whoever uh, this other guy was did a really good job. Yeah, William three. Russell was great. Obviously, we knew that, and Fraser uh, uh, Fraser Hines was fantastic, and we know he can do a good job. The guy that played the third Doctor, and I can't remember his name. Trim, uh, I'm sorry, Tim Trailer. Tim Trailer. That's right. Uh, he did a wonderful job. Now you, you only which, get masks and was, moments he, and whatnot. Yeah, but, uh, which and that's how they they did it smart. There were short lines. And they had the nice effects on it where you couldn't tell that it wasn't actually right. 
who it was supposed to be. But what was wonderful was that it was just all brand new dialogue. It wasn't like them lifting well, audio from it anywhere. To me like they did some of it in the beginning. With the gray, yes, you remember they pulled yes. some of that Pertwee yeah. stuff yeah. that the. But it sounded to me like some of the. Like when they were first seeing the ghosts, might have been some splicing. Well, the way the way it made it sound. I think some of it is. In fact, Gene Marsh, who played uh, Sarah Kingdom, the line is lifted from. Yeah, they may have uh, re-recorded it, but yeah. they took that line. The line is lifted from uh, the Dalek Smasher Plan because I had just listened to it or watched well, it. Yeah, that and that was a very standout line. From listen. it. I listened to that part of it, and and it, that that was lifted from there. Now, like you said, it might have been re re-recorded or it might have been actual audio. Either way, it was attributed to her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and really, I like the the. Uh, I like Jeffrey Beavers reprising his role as the master. It's fantastic. He was one of my favorite parts about this. Something about the way he portrayed it. He had an Ian McDermott quality to him. Oh yeah, I love that. That the way he said it, it's the the best thing I can exp- I can compare it to is Master Yoda. You survived. <laughs> He had that great quality to him and made me really enjoy listening to him. And I really look forward to actually seeing the story he's in since it wasn't him in Deadly. You know, I've always thought when I've seen or heard Jeffrey Beavers play the master. And this time was especially as well. He is the perfect meld between uh, Anthony Ainsley Ainley, and uh, Roger Delgado. He's almost this middle ground between the two because he has aspects of each. And it works so well for him because this would be the time between those between, specific yeah. uh, actors. Yeah. Uh, now, in, there, there obviously was one actor in between Delgado yes. and Beavers, and he was in Deadly Assassin. I mean, his name escapes me. The ping pong ball eyes. Yeah. <laughs> the big bulgy bug eyes. Um, but yeah, I just, I've always liked Jeffrey Beavers. Just he's got this interpretation that borrows from both sides of the master, and, and, and brings and, something new to it. Also, and it does, but because it, it makes it his own in, sense, yeah. in the sense of doing that. So I, I, I really enjoy him, and, and I really enjoyed him in this, especially coming off of Prisoners of Time. While the idea of his plan was familiar, <laughs> it was a kind of a nice, a nice take on it. Of instead of attacking the Doctor, we're going to take away the TARDIS, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he couldn't have leave left. Why had he not thought of this before? Mm-hmm. That's really clever. And so that just that idea and the TARDIS not is disappearing from time at no particular order because it's the TARDIS. I thought it was really well realized. Also, yeah, mm-hmm. it could have wound up being a timey wimey mess. Yeah, yeah, really, really could have with it, and it, it wasn't. It weaves itself really well. well and, 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 and that's that's a kudos to Nicholas Briggs who wrote this because I mean he just he really sat down and made a coherent story story while also including a lot of fan service and, and, and just making a really well done multi doctor story. Yeah. Sean, you haven't said much. It's all been said for me. <laughs> I told you I was just uh, you know, what is there to um what is there to elaborate on? All of the all of the the, the fun moments that you geek out over in a multi doctor story were there mm-hmm. when Leela's you know, all my friends call me Charlie. I shall call you Charlotte. Charlotte. You know. <laughs> well, no, she said people call me or people Charlie. Call me. I am not people. I am, I am not people. people. I am Leela. I will call you Charlotte. I, I love Louise Jameson. 
I, I I have loved her for many reasons when I saw her as a kid, and I continue <laughs> to love her for many new reasons as an adult. And I love her in Big Finish. And the more I hear of her, the more excited I am that, that, that they've brought the character back mm-hmm. and that she's continuing to do it. And I still think, despite the fact that as Louise has gotten older, her voice has gotten huskier, it works for Louise. Sometimes you can tell that the actors seem to have a little bit of trouble kind of getting back into their their companion persona. Mm-hmm. But for Leela, it works that, 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 that she's older, I think. Um, but I loved that moment. And you could just tell they were having fun with it. Tom to me, sounded much more Dr. Tom in this than well, he did when we listened to him in... Uh, Destination Era. Uh, Destination yeah. Era. And I think what helps was Nicholas Briggs writing it. And I think uh, him producing it. Era, though, did he? I don't believe so. I don't think so. No. But there, there was a bit in that bonus feature also of... Or it was in This Is We Finished, can't remember which. But uh, Tom talking about Nick and directing it and saying no, you would. He tried to. Tom would try to change some lines, and Nick would be like, "No, that's not how you would have said it back then. You would have said it this way." And so, and he was so open to changing it and doing it how they recommended it that it helped to lend to him being the other. Nick version. wrote and directed Destination. Oh, he did. Okay. Well, then he got a better hang of writing yeah. for. Well, I think and directing I, honestly, for. I think what it is is that Tom now has, and, and he's gotten better. Two, three seasons of Tom Baker, Fourth Doctor Adventures under his belt now? Two, I think. They're in the middle of the third season. They're in the middle season. of the third season. The first one was with Mary Tam. The second one was with Louise Jameson. Or no, the first one was Louise Jameson, then Mary Tam. Now they're going back to Louise Jameson. Because Destination Urban Oh, was I'm Louis sorry. Louis. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And they're going back. Well, yes. And then yeah. the, the fourth season will to... be uh, Lala Ward. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's what it is. Is I think that he's he's as he's gone through and, and revisited the Doctor and had these episodes kind of run up that he's kind of falling back into it so by now when Nick says hey you can say it that way Tom's oh you're right and yeah I'm, I'm, again I'm going to credit Big Finish with the reason that Tom's in the 50th oh, I can see that I, I don't I don't know that he would have if he hadn't t- put his toe in the water you know so well I know I certainly I, I, I see where well, you're coming yeah, from yeah, yeah I can it, see that totally it, I think Tom has rediscovered his love of being the doctor through Big Finish yeah and because he's able to do it, I think that's another thing is I think he realizes that there were limitations based on age and all that kind of thing. And when he finally dove back in and, and did it full-fledged for Big Finish, it can tell that, in fact, I've, I've listened ahead to some of his stories, and I can he gets better and better. Mm-hmm. He gets more doctor-like. And I think what happens is that that giddiness comes back, that <laughs> youthfulness, that fun, that, that he just really makes the fourth doctor so whimsical. And he was he was solid there yeah. in this one. It was just yeah. it was I completely could picture the fourth doctor. In, I could picture every doctor in yeah. this one. I mean, they Paul just, McGann, they all solid as job. always. <laughs> and I love the, the the line from Tom saying uh, referring to the Wild Bill Hickok and actually getting who he was supposed to be. <laughs> right, right. And then I think it was Ace got it wrong in referencing because he always says I. Everyone always thinks I'm whatever it is. Blanket um, on me now. I remember the conversation. But yeah, I, 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 remember I, do, I don't reference. remember the actual. But, line. And then later, Ace calls him that. Yeah, which was very nice tie-ins. Right, right. Um, but McGann, once again, wonderful as always, and it was fun to see how he and the Fourth Doctor played off each other. You know, in their scenes together, mm-hmm. that they. Th- this is one of the things that I enjoy is that I, I enjoy it like when you get the three Doctors and you get two and three bicker. You know that they just they, they don't like each other and this yeah. way you know, there's this disdain, and you get some of that in Sirens of Time with four five or five six and seven that they 
oh god okay yes we'll deal with you you know <laughs> but at the same time there's that kind of degrading but then you get other ones like 10 and 11 that initially butted heads but then mm-hmm. immediately hit it off mm-hmm. maybe because they had to join forces against John Hurt's doctor <laughs> <laughs> I don't know but so I, I always like it when my doctors like each other, you know, when, the, when there is a genuine, I mean, six and two in the two doctors, the, for as disaspered as they were worth each other, they genuinely seem to like each other. Yeah. So I, I enjoy that four and eight seem to kind of fall into it right away. They had some great interactions, they too, did. like eight complimenting the scarf and him mm-hmm. saying, well, you can get your own, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that was a lot of fun, but then, like I said, and then, and then the others, you know, who else but Colin Baker's doctor could have attacked the CIA oh, the way that they did? Agreed. I mean, it had to be written that way. He, well, he was the right one to be there because of the indignation that the doctor has to go through mm-hmm. of what the CIA agent has done. Right, right. Nobody else could have pulled that off. I yeah. agree. I agree. And, and, and nobody else but Five's doctor could exactly. have been the compassion with Bob. Yeah, I thought the same, the same thing. I thought... All of them are placed in the right situations and times, and, and just yeah. And then the idea that one actually fixes the entire problem by flipping off the security, whatever, when he was in 1963 at mm-hmm. the time. Right. I thought that was a great way to truly include the one, two, and three in the all overall. the way back. Yeah. yeah. I read something interesting uh, doing a little research on the five doctors, which we just watched. Um. And they, they come into that it's interesting that in in the five doctors, the rest of the doctors kind of still defer to Hartnell's doctor or Herndell's in this case. You know, they always kind of defer to the first to doctor as the grandfather figure that's mm-hmm. kind of in charge of all of them, even though chronologically he's the youngest. Mm-hmm. And they said that would be kind of like deferring to your teenage self, wouldn't it? You know, <laughs> th- th- there's this weird. Obviously, you know best. We'll go with what because <laughs> I look back at my teenage years and go. Idiot, <laughs> you know. No, but true. but you know something about their nature that they still kind of. Well, I, I think some of it is because he is so fresh from Gallifrey that he because even I think it's in Five Doctors that Peter Davison has a line of "I've mellowed out with age." Mm-hmm. That that's kind of the Gallifrey in the First Doctor still, and that's why they refer back to him. Maybe that could be. He's still the authority figure. Yeah, you know, he he's more familiar with the rules, and now we've gotten by by the time we get to eight, he's so used to breaking them and changing them that we sh- need to remember what the rules are to follow. That's how I fix it in my head. But I, just, I mean, I like that we kind of still do it here. Yeah, that we, you know, it's, it's the first doctor who solves the problem. You know, <laughs> the rest of us are running about getting ready to do something, and he's the one actually doing something. Well, he's the most. I think he's the. He's the most connected because it was it was initially his fault in the was, first place. Yeah, it was so, his time. Yeah. There's just so much goodness. Well, and I was really excited when they brought up Time Ram. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was you are going to Time, time Ram. ram? <laughs> just not just once. <laughs> <laughs> And, and how cool was it going to see Day of the Doctor and seeing 13 Tardises flying toward Gallifrey going, that's kind of what this looks like in my head. Just eight instead of 13. Uh, but but don't, I got the impression that they ended up not time I mean them, right? Or did they still? I 
I, I kind of think they still did. I got the impression they that don't, they, they're they do planning leave on it. doing it, and then one pops up and says, hey, wait, wait, wait. We, we haven't we, fixed the problem. We, we've we, only fixed yeah. part of the problem. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I get the impression. Stop being that, a bully, and we can take I got the this. impression that that was that whole lead up, and we we're going to, it's going to happen. Because I'm still sitting there going, they're really going to time rate. <laughs> Are they really going to do it? And then, and then, yeah, one pops up and realize, they realize that we have still have, we still have to fix the initial cause of this, or the time bomb can still be planted. So, the time bomb, the time, bomb. the conceptual bomb, conceptual bomb. That's what it was. <clears throat> Which is, I think, is a clever idea, also. Yeah, no, I, I agree, I agree. It, uh, it, it has tones a bit, just because I'm such a steeped in Star Wars lore and. The mind bomb from that Bane sets the off. The thought bomb. The thought bomb, yes. That's just what I, my mind goes, oh, it's kind of like that. Okay. That's the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> Dude, that's way cool. Come I on. Hate the thought bomb. No, the thought bomb's awesome. That he's that powerful. He can wipe out everybody be thinking about it. That's cool. You should read the Bane book because it, it, it realizes it better than the comic did. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember reading the comic and being like, eh, "It's not any different right. from Davros's reality bomb." Come on, <laughs> I don't know. Davros just has science backing him up. Anyway, <laughs> anything else about this? I mean, there's so many references that we could talk about, but I mean, it's just multi-doctor goodness. It's just it really is. And I, I agree with Chris really that it's a simple story. Yeah, I mean, and you really feel bad for Bob Dovey too. He's he's just completely like lost it. And he's oh yeah, still you know in that. Mind and you, and that you his don't kids know what's still going there, on. He, why yeah, he's exactly. that way? You don't know what's yeah. happening. Oh, it's when they're there and they talk about the fact that the wife has gone missing, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I know where she's at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that was a bit heart wrenching there. Mel gave me a look like, what, what, what's going on? A tissue compressor. <laughs> yeah, I thought the guy did a good job. The guy that yeah, played Bob he Dove, really did. He did a really, really good job. I think one of the impressive things for me, and, and again, maybe it was the running length. It went like that. Yeah, it went really I, fast. I, I, it's over already. It's what? Two hours. Dude. But it's, it's, it's a standard length of. It's a fast two the, hours. Yeah, but it's split into picture. two parts. It, it, it's splitting into two parts. Yeah. It, it, again, maybe it's the pacing. I don't know what it was. It, I, it felt more like New is, Who than Classic Who. I think part of it is the pacing because, I mean, look at some of. So I'm sorry, Rachel. Colin's stories, they're only two episodes, but they mm-hmm. feel longer than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think with this one, it worked because. The way it's structured and and set up, it, this to me feels like a new Who episode because of because of Bob, because of that human introduction that we get uh, to it. And, uh, that of, feels like a very pre-credit sequence in the new series that you get. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the way everything plays out, it just kind of flows and does its thing, despite the fact that it's. But Big Finish has done that before. Very classic, the, especially in the McGann stuff. Yeah, where we do the before the credits stuff and then. Open but for a multi-doctor story, I, just, I, I wasn't really expecting sort of that feel for it. But, but that's it also exactly has kind of more of a cinematic it. feel to it as yeah, well. Yeah, really yeah. yeah, kind of more of a, it gives it more of a, an event or an, an epic feel to yeah. it. Yeah, more of a special. Yeah. So high marks there. Um, I thought everybody else was was, was well done. I I think William Russell did a really good job doing the first Doctor. I don't think he's quite perfect, but it, he was very, very in there. Of course, we go on and yeah. on and on and on talking about Fraser Hines doing, doing Patrick Troughton. 
I don't know. There was just so much goodness in this really that, 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 that there was to like. Well, I, I go back to say, I think the, the story, it's, it, was, it was simple. It wasn't enough to blow your mind. It was, it was a nice bedrock foundation for it. And he was able to just really put everybody in there and play with the aspects of, of fandom over this really simplistic but good story that didn't have any holes. All, all the notes really, were really in the right, right spot. Yeah. yeah, And I agree, the, the, the theme music at the beginning was, was wow, that was very cinematic mm-hmm. and, and very kind of epic and big. Yeah. But then I love the fact that we went back and Agreed. ended with the, let's not forget where we came from. Mm-hmm. It was a nice nod, a nice tribute. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. All around. All right, well, anything else on this? Let's talk a little bit about the schedule then. Ah, well, speaking of William Hartnell, this week for Friday night. Oh wait, do you guys have any surprise who with friends this week that you want to throw in here I before we plan we... anything? This week, I have yeah. yeah. Check your tweet streams. Yep, we'll you make know. them spur the moment. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be last second. When uh, are you not available? Pretty much always. Okay, well then that, that's, <laughs> that's when, we'll that's do when it. you can do it. <laughs> I have, other than the Friday night who's, it's been pretty, you know. <laughs> Even then, I haven't got to participate nearly as much as I would like for. <laughs> this week, though, i got to be sure and be there, because we are doing the Swan Song of William Hartnell. The very last episode, which did release on DVD earlier this month here in the UK. Uh, no, the earlier UK. last month. Oh, was it last month? Oh, it wasn't. Oh, no. well, yeah. This is the first. This is the second now. In November, it's now December, uh, here in the U.S. I almost said U.K. Uh, the 10th planet. It's December well, there, too. In the U.K. right now. But it's December there, too. It is December there, now. It's been December there for six hours now. No, longer than that. <laughs> try Seven try and 30 hours. hours. Seven and a half. Oh, it's the second now. Today is the second. <laughs> yeah, but it just started the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a full day ahead of that. I got you. Never mind. <laughs> So anyway, we're doing uh, we're doing the Tenth Planet for Friday night. Who? No, uh, December sixth, November, December sixth. So this coming Friday, uh, and that will set up. Keith, are you excited? I am very excited. Are you beside yourself excited? I, I am beside myself. It's it's letting me ignore the terror that comes Christmas. <laughs> so your job is to distract him the rest yes. of the month. <laughs> well, the rest of the month is all Matt Smith, so we may not be doing a very good job with that. Because here at Traveling the Vortex, the 50th anniversary is not over! That's right. Uh, We'll be doing a Cyberman archive. So we will review the 10th planet and Big Finish, mainline number 34, spare parts. So that's your homework assignment, kids. You've got to get that listened to before then. And then the following week, we will be watching Christopher Eccleston in The Long Game. Which, That's uh, not Matt Smith. Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? Because we uh, will be reading or discussing in our show the IDW Prisoners of Time comic, issues number 11 and 12. And it kind of seemed to me, based on where it was going, that Long Game might not be a bad one to have a refresher on. <laughs> I haven't read the last one yet. So. Oh, well. It's spoilers, Adam's in it. I know Adam's in it. I read the 11th <laughs> one. I haven't read the 12th one. And he just showed up. I didn't know it was Adam yet. So. <laughs> Uh, so we'll do the comics. But we'll do both eleven and twelve. So because they're they're both out now, so we will we will discuss both issues of the comic eleven and twelve, and then kind of that'll encapsulate the entire Prisoners of Time run. Uh, and we will also discuss Glenn's favorite documentary topic, Doctor Who Revisited, because the eleventh Doctor story will have aired. Well, it's actually it's aired now. It's already aired. It's already aired. So do you want my review? We'll covering that. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Keith will have to bring us up on that. I'll be gone next week. 
Uh, our Christmas celebrations for Friday Night Who will be the week before, so just prior to Christmas, because Glenn won't let us do anything after Christmas, uh, on 1220. Because I've been doing it since November 1st. No we'll Christmas do, after Christmas. We'll be doing The Doctor, The Widow, and The Wardrobe. So that's our Christmas special for this year. And I don't know, we, I don't know we'll, we'll do something fun. I don't know if we'll do a live commentary like we did that one year. We haven't done that for two years. Well, yeah, last year we did. Uh... Well, nobody listened to it, so <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares. It was for side trip. One it was too it much was work to put up. <laughs> it was that. <laughs> we'll figure something. I actually, I have a, I have a grand idea. I want to drop a hint for this week, but I haven't got, I haven't got all the details figured out yet. But I'm working on it. So maybe, maybe Christmas that'll be the time to unveil it. I think we should put our listeners through the game of Rassilon. I have a trivia contest planned. So I'm calling it the game of Rassilon to make it sound cooler. Because trivia is just so passe. <laughs> the trivia of Rassilon? The trivia of Rassilon. Brian Blessed really should have played him. He'd have been a big bushy beard and that thing. Uh, and then... Uh, Immortology! <laughs> Drop the ring on the floor. Die! <laughs> um, and then that happened. <laughs> uh, the following week, we continue our Love with Doctor retrospectives with a look at Big Finish's Destiny of the Doctor, The Time Machine, and our retrospective discussion of his era to make Keith cry just in time for Christmas. I won't be crying yet. Because you I will be, be celebrating. You will be his an life. emotional wreck knowing what's coming the following week. And I'll be sure to poke you with a stick the whole way. <laughs> then Glenn and I will have a meeting because, uh, well, then the following week is Christmas and um, it won't be Silent Night. It'll be the time of the doctor. Uh, <laughs> we'll be watching The Fires of Pompeii to round out the uh, uh, end of the year so that we can get ready for Capaldi. And then we'll discuss uh, the Christmas special. And Glenn and I will need to have a meeting to figure out uh, what rank you are going to be bestowed oh, yeah. with the regeneration oh, of your right. doctor. That should be a huge bump. You will no longer be... What is he now, novice? What am I? You know, from Newbie, new, novice. Yeah, I think we bumped him one more, didn't we? We recently? did bump him. Because he, he cried at the regeneration amateur? of somebody else. Amateur. That's what he is. So he went from newbie to novice to amateur. We're going to have to come up with something special for you to actually survive your, your doctor's regeneration. That's assuming I survive. That is true. That's the, a huge assumption. The, 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 your, your promotion and rank is hinging on your, uh, on your survival. survival. I can't so. promise anything. If anybody out there has any ideas for what rank Keith should be uh, attaining, the paddle on that he is... <laughs> send them to uh, Sean at Traveling the uh, of Vortex and uh, I'll keep your suggestions under advisement. <laughs> but that's it for now. All right. I suppose I should throw out there that if you really are uh, wanting to, you know, look at your uh, your spending habits over Christmas and prepare for next year, we are probably going to be doing some eSpace trilogy stuff uh, early in the neck in the new year. This is all, of course, we're still in that weird flux because, well, obviously, as soon as Enemy of the World and Web of Fear wind up having official DVD releases, we want to do those for Friday Night Who and get them on the schedule so we can review them. But I'm waiting until there's... I know all of you went out and diligently bought iTunes copies per Glenn, but I think it's a little more fun with a DVD release. So we'll see. Well, it gives more people an opportunity, too. There's I mean, there are some people that don't have the option to do it on iTunes. There, that is true. So we're, we're trying to be fair to all of those people. But in the meantime, you better bone up on your trivia because Rassalon's <laughs> going to get you. 
and put your face in stone if you fail. <laughs> you better not fail. Well, that's what you win. Immortality. It'd, <laughs> it'd be an awesome t- Gallifrey and Time uh, uh, game show, wouldn't it? Be one of those like Japanese game shows where you go on and you have to <laughs> answer the trivia, and if you fail, then you get cemented in stone for the rest of your life. Just the eyes were yes. Bloodshot eyes. Bloodshot eyes. <laughs> All right, anything else this week? Some weird guy on a horn in the background. <laughs> if not, that's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. <laughs> you have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.